Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Today, Marcus and I sit down with Brett Contreras. Uh, if you don't know him, you should, but just in case, uh, he owns the Glute Lab. He is the leading trainer uh, for all things glutes. He's a scientist. He's the inventor of the barbell hip thrust. He does a ton of research uh, and he's a big contributor to the fitness space and industry as a whole. We have a great conversation, a pretty long one today, I think. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, you're not going to want to miss this one. As always, if you're looking for programming, check us out at hybridstrengthcoach.com. We have everything from Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting, to general fitness, strongman, everything in between. And you can try any of our programs or all of our programs for free by just clicking the seven-day free option at checkout. That is it. Sit back, relax, enjoy another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Before we get into the episode, just want to give a quick shout out to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. They are a sponsor of ours and we took them on because we talk a lot about testosterone, hormone replacement therapy, PED use, all that stuff. And because of that, you know, while we have opinions on that, we are not professionals in that space. If you have questions about whether you're a good candidate for that or not, these are the people that can help you with that. And Marcus, I know that you have been a customer of theirs for, you know, quite some time. So maybe you can speak to that a little bit. Yeah, I I was going through the same thought process years ago and I had a lot of questions about, you know, the, the state of my blood work, uh, my testosterone levels. And as a performance athlete, it was always a question that I had in the back of my mind. Guys, please don't go to your local gym bro or guy on Instagram to get these questions answered for you. Women Rejuvenation Clinic provides solid medical advice. They read your blood work, they go through the results with you and they give you actionable and realistic steps for dealing with potential medical problems and not bullshit. This is for actual medical advice. So please, you know, if you have questions on this stuff, let them take your blood panels and give them a chance, give them a consult. And I promise you, they'll, they'll treat you right. I know they've done that for me over the years and I can only speak positively about my experience and the type of advice they've given me. Check them out in the show notes. They provide comprehensive assessments over telehealth. Now onto the show. Welcome, man. It's been a it's been a long time. I think the last time we were just saying, last time I saw you uh, would have been years ago at the U.S. Open. We had our team down there, and we came in and uh, maxed out all the glute machines. And now, <laughs> <Did> you, <laughs> not really. I think you just did squats and deadlifts, but no, we uh, we you put us through uh, really. Yeah, there was one machine in particular that I liked. It was like. The gluteator. It was like an adductor machine, but the it movement was down. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. was really gluteator. Cool. I wish I invented that. Yeah, it wasn't a real design? machine. No. Yeah, it's, it's. It was. I invent uh, like stationary pieces that that has this intricate. It's it's like abduction and hip extension at the same time. Everyone loves it. Yeah, it's good. It feels nice. You get yeah. a wicked glute pump on it. I I know so little. <laughs> the most I've ever experienced from exercising my glutes are squats and deadlifts. That's like about it. Well, that's most people, right? I feel like people think squat is the premier glute builder. Is that? It's funny because, um, so we, so when I first invented the hip thrust, here's what's crazy. I don't know if you were like, 2009 was when I wrote my first article for okay. T-Nation called Dispelling the Glute Myth. So if someone was doing it, that would have been the time. Like everyone would have been like, this is awkward, Brett. We're, we're doing that here at this gym or this country, this city. It's the weirdest phenomenon. No, no one ever said that's been done for years until now. The, the now, thrust. Now everyone, like if I make a post, it, it enrages people. 
like they get and it's it's this it's some psychological effect where they say oh my god you did not invent that i've been like i was doing that in 2002 i was doing that in the 1980s people were doing that in the 1990s in this city and i'm like it's the weirdest thing so i'll say oh my god that's great do you have any footage and they they think i'm so <laughs> stupid they go lmfao crying face crying face crying face like anyone had camera phones back then as if there's no documentation of anything before right like there's a whole so, like yeah there'd be like pumping iron you'd see people doing hip thrusts in the background that we have books we have like a whole these people are so incredibly <laughs> stupid they don't know that we have a whole history like before the internet we still had uh -huh. There were books, magazines, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've been following, how you really feel. yeah, I know. It's, it's so because I'll say, so, so I'll say something like, like, so back in 2009, when I was claiming to have invented this, you were still following the industry and you laid low and decided at 2023 to come out and come after me and say that you've been doing it for, you know, it's like, it's weird. That, but there is some evidence of hip thrusts, like the book Super Training, Yuri uh -huh. Vokoshansky, but they were like, putting a kettlebell on the, on the opposite leg and stuff like so that. No, you're saying nobody before you in 2009 thought to, to barbell basically move with a down. padded barbell on yeah. a bench. Never. You'll never see. And there was no machine. You know, it's interesting. There's this book, um, um, by God, it was the 1920s and that's how they used to bench, they bench press. Right. They would do floor press the, the strong man. They didn't have benches. So you start out, you'd like do a pull over and press. Um, wow. They just have to get the bar over their head and then they'd press. And then they realized that they could press more from a bridging position to make it more like a decline. And then they realized they could do more if you actually like did a, like, to get it up. like actually catapulted it up. So then some yeah. guy came on, on I, I used to know all these names. He came, he just like had crazy flexibility and he'd bridge it all the way up into a lockout and then come back down. And then they realize this is stupid. It's not even the, the pressing muscles anymore. It's just your glutes. And then they disc, then they DQ that <laughs> one. And then it, it went away. Wow. So, so when, that's, that's, a, that's fascinating. I mean, I'm, I'm curious about a lot, but before that time, before 2009, like what was the prevailing method train because like now you go to any bodybuilding squats, gym you see a million lunges, things. squats and lunges and then rdls and then how did you come up kickbacks were stupid then? seated hip abduction was stupid it was all the men there were no female authorities on strength training it was all men and all men just said just squat and deadlift i mean hell i used to tell people that you want big arms squat and deadlift <laughs> because we'd say yeah. you, you're gonna get yeah. testosterone and growth hormone all throughout right. your body and then Stu phillips came along and started saying that's a myth and you know the hormone the hormones don't help your biceps yes you do get increased testosterone growth hormone but it doesn't help your biceps right you still need to do something to stress right. that area and so it was like you know so the way i helped the glute training niche I created the whole niche. Now there's, it's so funny because there's no pet guys, no lat guys, no delt guys, but there's a million glute guys now. And there's every uh -huh. name you can think of. And you can girls. search. And glute. girls. But their names, it's like, because I was, the, Martin Rooney came up with that term, glute guy. Okay. He's like, you should call yourself something. Call yourself the glute guy. But now there's, you know, 
Booty King, Glute Guru, Glute Glute Poppy, Glute Daddy, Glute Doctor, Glute everything. You kidding? You kidding? No, I'm not kidding. There's really a Glute Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What? And they all have their own. They have like I don't even have the most followers now. Booty King has more followers than I do. He has for years. You you serious? And I created a niche. Yeah. Wait, wait. there's a guy named the Booty King that's more popular than you. Wow. I mean, George, I've never heard of him. Yeah, pull this guy up, please. That's, you also have a lot of followers. You have over, you're like 1.2 million. Well, 1.2 million, million has 1.3. But here's what I'll tell you. We've all, yeah. all the glute people. <laughs> the glute people. <laughs> the glute people. <laughs> we're stalled. We're stalled right now. We can't see any growth. I've I've gone up. I go, I go up 60 followers a day now. I used to go up 1,200. And they're booty king. Wow. Why do you think that is? Oh, come on. I think what happened was this Francis, you know that, that woman who, Blew the whistle on Meta and said it's harming women's. Oh, that's right. I think ever since then, none of us have grown. I think that was one of their solutions. Like, let's make glutes or booty, like shadow band. So he hasn't. He's been at one point three million for two years. I've been at one point two million for two years. This guy's the booty uh, king. Yeah. Well, yeah. Meta did do a, a bunch of stuff <clears throat> just related to fantastic. fitness that was that I found pretty strange too. But it's like if you really wanted to address women's mental health there's a a lot of things you could do like it's funny because we should all have to like have a confessional like show your search bar like (laughs) show what comes up i'm sure yours is gonna be interesting (laughs) yeah like if you look at my search bar it's like fist fights like street fights and then booties (laughs) that sounds like like a pretty man like booties and Honestly, it doesn't look too dissimilar from mine. So. <laughs> I just but like I, I don't want to <laughs> click on the the butts, but you can't you can't not. It's I, like I, let's tempting. just let's just be real. I mean, like the whole Instagram algorithm. If it knows you're a man, it's going to show you a couple things. It's going to show you ass. Mm-hmm. It's going to show you other female things, and it's going to show you muscle cars and watches. Yeah, yeah. It's like wired into you the know, most never, primal instincts. I never used to get drawn in. I'd laugh at those people. Like, I have people at my house all the time, and they're, you know, I feel like no one can watch a movie anymore. Like, right. I like to watch movies at night with my, my squad comes in. Like, I, I always, I'm single. I don't have a, a wife or kids, so I, I always, when I moved from San Diego, I moved to Vegas, and then then I'm now just moved to Fort Lauderdale. But I just buy like a four bedroom house with lots of beds and i just tell anyone anyone wants to come visit me come visit i'll i'll buy your flight out on board so i'll have lots of people and i buy these big couches and we all sit there and no one actually watches anything anymore they just scroll but we'll just scroll forever. No, Instagram. The, the, my female clients they just scroll and scroll mm. and scroll and i'm like god they they they're wasting their life away and then just in the last like six months they figured out a way to get to me. <laughs> what was I find myself. What, what had to get to you? Fights and butts. <laughs> I sent him my twin brother. And my twin brother and I are the funniest. If you go to our, uh, we just send each other memes. Like I feel like everyone has that person. Yeah, but like, yeah. You can look down and just, they're so funny. In fact, when, I, when I'm talking about one to someone, I'm like, let me, let me find that. I'll, yeah, you I'll go to my brother's boys. exchange and I, I show them. It, but, it's weird how like the fitness side of it has been shadow banned. Like, cause clearly butts are getting through to people's explore butts pages. Butts are getting through, but, but the like, glute, but the PhD who's all, all about yeah. science and I don't use butts. Like I actually legitimize the science and I'm shadow banned. And then they say shadow banning doesn't exist. And it does clearly it like you can does. go to my 
thing. And it's like, this has 500,000. I'm getting like half a million views a day and I can't go up in followers. Like mm -hmm. that, the math doesn't add up. Number one, number two, you go and look and it's like 488,000 were your own followers and 12,000 were outside followers. I've never had one person say I've found you from the search bar. Yeah. Does that affect your business negatively now? No, because I, I figured out a bit, like I started doing ads. I never had to. Yeah. So I've yeah. had to get smarter. So I'm still making good money, but I feel like my time's limited. It's like, it's funny because I just flew from San Diego this weekend. I filmed my booty by Brett every month in San Diego. It gives me mm -hmm. a reason to go back and visit all, because I still train all the girls. Right. It's just, they'll text me and, you know, uh, it's, it's a lot harder, but I go there once a month. So, um, I'm coming back and like the TSA agent recognized me the, the through security. I'm glad I didn't have like weird stuff in my backpack. But, uh, <laughs> uh, and then, and then the two male flight. So he was a male and then two male flight attendants. And that's cool to me. Cause it's usually just women that follow me. So when men do, and then he was, he's like, dude, you're in the first row. You don't want, this doesn't have leg room. I got you uh, go to 14 D. I got you extra leg room. There's a, there's a, a, an, a, an aisle seat. Go there now before anyone else takes it and i was like god man thank you but th That's i don't want awesome. that to end <laughs> I, I like being popular i, I want that I, I care about That's... that more than the money it's like the influence i like people care about my opinion and i feel like that's going to go away to a bunch of 20 year olds who have never trained anyone mm -hmm. and it's it's like no one no one there's this quote i read years ago like some i'm gonna butcher it but it was like most of the world is walking around umbilical cord in hand looking for a place to plug in. And I just feel like that's the whole world. We, no one says anything. No one speaks up about like, I will make a reel. And I, and I feel like this is like ageism. <laughs> like I'm 46. So I'll make a reel. It gets 5,000 likes. Then some 20 year old who's never trained anyone redoes the reel exactly like me. And it gets 2.2 million views. And, and no one credits anyone anymore. Yeah. Because like people all credited me because i didn't just come up with a hip thrust i came up with a lot of exercises people would be amazed if they knew um if if i got credited i'd probably have 30 million followers by now but no one credits anyone anymore it didn't used to be like that our industry was so different yeah well 10, you used 15 to, years you ago. used to get like blacklisted if you were taking you were people's content and not you were done you, you were, were not credited you'd google your name and reddit youtube like you'd just be you you wouldn't do it it would ruin your career now you almost want you you okay if you want to be popular on social media now you should you should steal everyone's content you should not credit people if that person who you're stealing from comes after you all you have to do is go whoa bro i didn't realize you thought you had a, a copyright on vi on sunshine and vitamin d dude like talk about scarcity mentality there's plenty of room for all of us. Like, I'm just trying to talk about vitamin D. I didn't know you made the post before me. And everyone would go after that guy and be like, it's almost like people think it's, mm -hmm. well, like some of my clients are professional copycats, I tell them, because they, they scroll, and there's nothing wrong with it. They, they scroll through TikTok every day mm -hmm. and they go, oh, this is a good reel. Let's remake it. Mm -hmm. They don't go tag that person who did it. They don't even know who did it. It's just a thing. It's just the, the, the world evolves. And now I'm the angry curmudgeon that's like, in my day. <laughs> But well, it's like, I do it's like think actively... it needs to change. It's like, 
you, you know the scientists why would any scientist ever be on why would anyone with brains be on instagram and TikTok well, anymore? since since you're here do you want to tell us a little bit about your like educational background why you think that's so important because i don't know I know well, enough. I know enough about you, but I don't know enough about your scientific background. Yeah, I got a. I was a teacher before this. I was a high school math teacher. Got my master's degree in curriculum instruction, then got my PhD in sports science and, okay. and biomechanics, and that's what I really was. I didn't ever think of. I wasn't going to be a research professor. I just. I don't like not knowing, and mm. so I still like conduct a lot of experiments, and I'm funding a study now. Interestingly. I never got to finish this. So back then in the beginning, it was, you said, how did it used to be? It was all squats and lunges. Then I feel like it got to a point where hip thrusts actually, like if you ask the majority of people, they'd say hip thrusts are better than squats. Now all this research has come out and there's about 20, about 25 studies between isometrics, partials versus full range, partials in the stretch versus partials in the shortened position. And there's about, and then different force lengths curves where they stress the, the shortened position versus the, the lengthened position. And I think all except for two of the studies show an advantage for long length. The stretch position is clearly, for most muscles, superior. So mm -hmm. everyone is saying, now, now it's gone back to that. Hip thrusts do nothing. They do nothing. It can't just be do both. It's always hip thrusts literally do nothing, literally. They always love to say the word literally. <laughs> hip thrusts literally do nothing. They only work you in a short position, just do squats. So now it's gone back to that. So I'm funding a study with my friend Menno Henselmans. We have the top researchers, Mike Roberts' lab, and the student conducting is this Daniel Plotkin. He he studied under um, Mike Isratel and Brad Schoenfeld, okay. and now he's with Mike Roberts and the capabilities of this lab is incredible. We did MRI, the gold stand. That's why it's so expensive. So it's, I think in like three weeks, we're going to know. But it's one study. And it's like, you, to get a study published, you have to, you have to equate volume. So it's like, okay, the first mm -hmm. study, you, you just say, okay, twice a week, you know, four sets twice a week. So I feel like that advantage is the squat because that's probably an optimal protocol for the squat, you know. Mm, sure, yeah. But for hip thrust, you could, you could, you could hip thrust five days a week. They don't really make you sore, especially these women. They don't. They're not all. It's crazy bound some up of the, like we are. the weight that women yeah, are moving yeah. in the hip thrust too. I look at them like I don't think I could do that. No, you can't do. It. And I'm so glad you brought that up. Even if you trade, I feel like women's hips. There's some research showing that they're. Their adductors are have better leverage for, but whatever it is, this like you know even some of these powerlifters and strongmen who are doing hip thrusts, they get up to like eight. I've never seen a legit nine hundred pound lockout ever. And there, so these guys getting to about like right here, but not that last. Whoa, this much. And can and when, when and I've had that two, I've seen two girls hip hip thrusts like eight. Wow. Eight Oh my God! It's a crazy amount of weight. My client Carly and then this girl Daria, in legit lockouts, and I've never seen a guy like have. There's never been a really solid 900 pound hip thrust. Well, can we talk about like the practical application for it in both bodybuilding and then strongman powerlifting? Like, why do you feel it's so important to be proficient at it as a bodybuilder first? For male bodybuilding, it, it's. 
more about for male bodybuilding it's more, more about just getting cut with all the steroids the pros use you just there's some muscles that you don't have to do shrugs your traps just get jacked all right the glutes just if you're training legs and you're a male bodybuilder taking five different steroids and all the other stuff <clears throat> your glutes obviously if you're doing training legs doing squats hack squats leg press lunges stiff leg deadlifts back extensions they're gonna grow it's just about getting cut and having shredded glutes mm -hmm. and then they look huge if you happen to be a male bodybuilder that doesn't have a lot of glutes because a lot of them are actually doing especially now with the glute drive machines they're actually doing hip thrusts a lot of them are now and they're doing seated what's like, a glute drive machine they're the plate loaded hip thrust oh, machines. Oh, well, we have oh, like yeah, a yeah, yeah. seatbelt thing going. Yeah, the yeah. Seat belt. yeah, I like this. And um, but for male bodybuilding, it's not the most important thing because male bodybuilding, it's, it's they still don't ever talk about glutes in the magazines. Mm. We'll never see a, ma a male. It's the weirdest thing. It's like it's been this way forever, and I think <laughs> it's uh, it's um, bless you. It's a uh, thank you. It's uh, almost like a homophobic type thing, or. I don't know, because Vince Gerona back in the day did not want, he said, you shouldn't have glutes. In fact, you shouldn't even squat. Squats get you too big of glutes for male bodybuilding. You should do uh, hack squats wrong. and you should do them like <laughs> in the frog stance and let, you know, the knees flare out, let your knees go way past your toes. That's how you should, just to emphasize the quads. And it's kind of prevailed ever since. Have you ever heard a, a bodybuilder say it's, it's glute day? Like think of everybody sure, you've sure. ever followed. Well, I'm really focusing on my glutes in the no, off season no, this year. No, no, it's no, it's sure. leg day, quads. Here's what I do for quads. Here's what I do for hams. And then the women's magazines are the opposite. It's all about glutes. It's, yeah, it's funny this polar and, opposite. So for yeah. sports though, that's very interesting. And w what's cool is the study that Meno and I are funding. I may I I was very adamant. Like you, we're not just looking at MRI. We're gonna look at some functional parameters too. Transfer to the deadlift. I'm so curious because wouldn't that be fucking hilarious if hip thrust transferred to the deadlift better well, than know, squats? Let me tell you something. This is an anecdote, but the the t I trained once to just do like a max effort deadlift. My goal is to do 400 kilos, and it was the first training cycle I ever did with glute glute thrusts, hip thrusts. Sorry, yeah. uh, incorporated every week. I think once or twice a week I did it and I ended up pulling 400 kilos. And I, I still to this day, I don't know if that was the differentiating factor. But it was the only thing I did different or in addition to the programming I had at the time. Yeah. And at the end of that training cycle, I pretty easily did 400. And yeah. I haven't been able to replicate that since, but I also haven't incorporated the hip thrust. Yeah, that's what's in. so hard with what we do because there's so many variables. Mm -hmm. One time I made a post about, I was trying to make a point like, I can't even keep a plant alive and there's two variables like sunshine and water. Right. And so with humans, it's like, there's so many more variables and all these horticulturalists, is that the word? Yeah. yeah. They came after me hard. I think so. Like you fucking idiot. There's, oh, there's so many more variables. There's like a hundred. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't Don't know. upset the plant crowd. Don't do it. I need to offend you. It's going to be botanists coming know. after that's, you. Clearly that's why I can't keep a plant alive. There's clearly more than two variables. But my point was, you don't know if it was your diet, your, you know, your supplements, your like stress, the, the yeah. training program, whether you, 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 whether you were deadlifting for a PR every other week or every week or how many, how much volume yeah. we were doing and, the, all, and then the assistance lifts. It's funny because 
the assistance lifts, I feel like most, it, it's kind of gone. It's almost like the age old argument with the Russians and the Bulgarians Olympic team. Mm. It's like the Russians did a thousand lifts and the Bulgarians did seven. And well, it's like with powerlifters now. There's a good reason for that. <laughs> yeah, the power. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why the Bulgarians only needed seven? Sure, but yeah. but the the point the the with with mo, new with modern day powerlifting, I feel like assistance lifts are so not talked about and not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's still so important. Um, Do you dabble in that world much? Yeah, I I love powerlifting. Really. Um, and I, the only so like, lift I'm good at is the deadlift. I've pulled 650. I've almost, almost locked out 675, but I don't I look at these little quads. So, yeah, um, I, not that little. So I go, I, I can't ever, you know, pull sumo with an up, uh, upright. Sure. I have to, I, I, I have high hips and I round. And so that makes the lockout so much harder. So for me, you know what transfers best to my sumo deadlift? Because think about the knee. I've never heard anyone talk about this. Look at the knee angle when the bar leaves the ground for most people. Now, mm-hmm. I'm, the best sumo deadlifters in the world, their hips are low. But right. for most mortals, <laughs> you're, you're still, your torso's at, you know, like maybe a, at least a 45 degree angle. And you're, you're almost doing a, a partial squat or leg press. You're not getting, right. the knee extension is just the top. So I've seen my best sumo deadlift gains when i'm doing chain squats and when i'm doing mm. like partial leg press like because now it's all about full range well so i've been doing everything deep for so long now i started doing partials again like leg press I'm not, i don't have the 45 i have the techno gym one where you push yourself away from the oh, okay the, yeah the seat oh, slides up yeah you're going back like and that, like yeah. it has a 500 pound weight stack you could probably wrap that out, but I can't, I, I can only do those with yeah. partials, but I'll put a band on too. And I do, so I do, I do, I do four different, that, that leg press, I do four different ways on hole one where I'm pretty much, and I have a cushion behind me to make me make myself in a deeper squat. So I do it on hole one with and without a band. And then I do it on hole five with and without a band. But when I do it on hole five, it's a partial but mm. I can do it on the stack. And my, I feel like my vasties are going to tear. Like, that's how hard it works my quads. But it's at that specific knee joint angle. So when I'm using, you can put bands on everything with quads. Hack squats, Smith machine, mm. you, know, you name it. Leg press, belt squats. When I'm doing lots of bands and partials, my sumo deadlifts go up. But that's so, my limiting factor. Is my so quads. I know that a lot of our audience here is uh, they're weightlifters and they're powerlifters. And some strong men and bodybuilders too. Right. But if you were to... Talk about uh, powerlifting, specifically powerlifting. What's the carryover between really stressing that glute, uh, you know, inclusion in your training protocol? Because I don't think I've ever seen that included in mine. Like I had to include it that one time when I was really adamant about doing it. But where do you see the biggest benefit coming, and why do you think it's hurting people so if they don't? Do okay, it? so here's here's what needs to be talked about with assistance lifts. Because I created my own strength sport. I think it's amazing, but it's just, I don't have the time. I call it strong lifting. I love squats, bench, and deadlifts. I also love hip thrust, chin-ups, and military. So I want my girls to be strong at all six. And I think it leads to better physique. You're doing military press, your shoulders are going to be bigger than if you're Mm -hmm. just doing bench. You're doing weighted chin-ups, 
my girl's backs are like so muscular and then hip thrust now you're doing three glute exercises they're just going to help your glutes look you know so it's a, it's it's like you got you know bench for the chest shoulders and tries military for the shoulders and tries chin-ups for the lats and buys um squats for the quads and glutes deadlifts for the hammies and glutes and hip thrust for the glutes it really even like the bikini competitors that I have, I make them do strong lifting. I don't make them. I have them do strong lifting on the during their off season. And if I time it to where then they do a prep right after that, they're it's they coast they coast into the prep like they're they're so strong. But it is so much harder training for six lifts than three lifts. Mm-hmm. And t- take powerlifting. T- Make it only squats and bench or deadlifts and bench, it would be easier because yeah, squats sure. and deadlifts compete with one another. In theory, they should transfer well, but they're just different, especially the way most people do them. I feel like good powerlifters kind of have similar, more similar positions, but like w- women, like, you know, w- women will stiff leg. Most, most women stiff leg their deadlifts when they Why max it out. Because they're they don't train quads as hard as us, mm-hmm. you know. Like I'm not talking powerlifting women. I'm talking like right. like the women who train for like appearance, for aesthetics, for glute. They want their glutes. They I don't know, man. You should come see some of the gyms down there. Have you ever been to Elevation? Yeah, some once. Freaks. I know those <laughs> girls are jacked. Well, okay, you you bring up a good point. Quads are getting more popular now. Yeah, the man. thicker look is more like when I came up, everyone wanted to look like a Victoria's Secret model and a. Sports uh, Illustrated swimsuit model, and now right. the thick look is in, which is great because it's kind of the worst thing is being a bikini coach, and you know they get told you can't grow your quads, you got to grow your glutes, and you can't grow your quads. So it's like, okay, I I can't give them squats, lunges, leg press. It's tough, mm-hmm. and they they literally can't train their quads. Their quads are already too big. So I'm glad this. That's why I push my girls to do, um, you know. I, I don't IFBB the NPC and IFBB I push them to do WBFF because they can have a little bit bigger quads there. That is mm. the strangest federation I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't get it. I also don't get bodybuilding in well, it's general. A beauty pageant too. I though. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a I have a friend out in Australia who coaches a lot of those chicks. I always see what he's posting. What's up. his name? James McIntosh. Okay. You know. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. But like he posts all the 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 women because I think it's big in Australia, right? It's bigger. Yeah. 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 So I see all the people he's coaching. Well, ba- bass coaches. Um, what's uh, Hattie? Hattie. Hattie Boydell. Yeah. 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 Bass. Bass is my strength coach. Oh yeah. 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 I love him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's great. a great dude. But I, I every time I see the WBFF stuff, I look it up like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is going on here? So yes. what parts are different? I know they have the like beauty pageant. They kind of have a, oh, it's almost like a Victoria's Secret I mean, model. Brett's obviously the expert. Yeah. Right? yeah the the, the feathers buy the dress why the feathers the, that's just with the fitness or whatever the, 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 the like feathers costumes and stuff they have yeah but the feathers <laughs> can you explain it um so paul dillette and then allison they're married and paul has the body you know do you, you remember do you guys know what paul dillette looked like back in the day it was like original mass, he's the original mass monster Oh really? Yeah. I used to do his leg workouts in the nineties. He's the yeah. first three hundred pound I think he's the first three hundred pound bodybuilder. Fuck yeah. And then his wife his, <laughs> his wife did yeah, he's like they'd call him like Frankenstein and stuff. And I then his, his wife was did was a like did beauty pageants, competed in them and stuff. So oh, like real. He kinda kinda wanted to combine yeah. the two and have like it be like a 
you know, and, and the women love it. It's just, it's expensive, but the women love it. They feel so, and that's what I tell the girls. Don't, when you compete, don't, don't do it to get first. Don't, don't think you're going to waltz in and get, but just try to look your best, try and beat what you looked like the year before. And then just be like, look, I'm going to have these pictures for life. Mm -hmm. You know, like you get older one day and you're like, you get dolled up. They make the makeup, the tan, they make you look like a princess and you have those pictures for life. So I just, I try to frame my girls like outlook and say, we're doing it for the pictures. We're doing it to challenge yourself. We're doing it to be, to beat your all time best physique, but who cares about the placement? It's mm -hmm. hard to do though. I don't care about like, let's say the three of us had to, do some physique contest and you guys smoke me i'd be like look who i was on stage with these uh, like, i don't care i don't my I identity think, is i think, I think i'd of... come in last <laughs> <laughs> well, even with powerlifting like i have the worst squat and bench but powerlifting on the internet there's a bunch of assholes but in real life you go to real life meet it's and pretty it's inclusive like, I'll, I'll be hanging with these guys yeah. That, yeah. that squat 600 pounds and I can't squat that, but I, I'm deadlifting six and they're like, wow, good job. You know? Yeah. I think the assholes on the internet when it comes to powerlifting are just the, they're fucking dorks. The, Anybody who's sitting there, the sport. they're know. not good for the sport, but they're critiquing other lifters. And, and like, they rip on you I'm, for. Hayden and I have been on the biggest stages in the biggest rooms with all the strongest dudes. Like, and they're all nice. And they're all nice people. All of the dudes that are at the, the top, top, yeah. top, like where we've Agreed. competed. I've never walked away from a single competition thinking somebody was a dick ever. Yeah, honestly, never. All the, all the, I, and that's what brought, like really attracted me to powerlifting. I came from initially Olympic weightlifting and that sport uh, in Canada at least is very like clicky. And it's all like here when you compete, you know, nobody really cares about state level competitions and stuff like that. It's, you know, everybody cares about representing the country in Canada it's very much like you represent your province and like everybody hates Quebec and BC hates Ontario. Wait, doesn't everybody all... hate Quebec anyways? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they hate everyone. And they, I, I they, just... it goes both ways. They also don't like, oh, they don't like the rest, a of, the lot of, the rest of the country. Um, but I came from that sort of world where it felt like every time you're on the platform, everyone's just like hoping you miss to coming to powerlifting. And I don't know if it's just because powerlifting, there's less variability Kind of like if you're strong on that day, you're going to lift what you're going to lift, right? It doesn't yeah. matter if someone's phone goes off or, you know, right. like you're not going to be in perfect shape and, and miss your opener like you could do in snatch or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, but whatever it was, everyone was so inclusive. My first meet, I didn't even have a coach. Just went in there and every, you know, I told some guys it was my first meet and they helped me warm up. They told me what to do, you know, we made it like really comfortable. And, uh, you know, that, that was my experience and being able to, as a beginner, compete on the same platform in the same meets with guys like Dan Green and like, you know, all these animals. It's like, it was super, super cool. Um, and they're all just normal people. They're yeah. normal. They like, they'll talk yeah. to you about whatever. Like they're fun. They all want to go and have like, I compete, you know, you know, Dan Bellows. Yeah. So like, I was very fortunate to compete right alongside him at his best meet ever where he set the all time world record. And, uh, was that here? No, no, no. This was the one at the current. Oh, okay. So yeah. that was my last big competition, 2021. But like, he was just, we were hanging out, drink. He was drinking beers the whole time, which is probably he, gives him his he super. He drinks through his warm ups. Oh, yeah. Like, I've never heard beers. I, I remember. Oh, so many beers. Uh, Chris, um, uh, 
The whiskey, uh, Duffin, um, Duffin, Duffin with his whiskey yeah. shots no, 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 and stuff. But. Dan doesn't do this for attention or like a catchphrase. He just drinks. <laughs> but I swear to God, if, it, it must give him some freakish superpower on the platform because there's nobody stronger than Dan Bell on the planet. And it was like, it was cool because like I got to do a couple training sessions with him prior to that. And he's just the nicest dude ever. It's funny because, yeah, when you go to meets, everyone's so cool and supportive. Mm. But in terms of like clicks... Because I love, every, you know, my biggest influence was this Mel Sif. He wrote Super Training back in the day. But he was just a scientist. He studied everything. I remember he'd call flexing, like bodybuilding flexing, he'd call it loadless training. And he said, mm-hmm. he would think, you know, hypothesize the merits of it, how it could, you know, how it could help you. <clears throat> I hate when people bash stretching. It's like the evidence-based crowd has to, like bashes half the practices of the top athletes and what they do. And it's like every athlete stretches. So they're all doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And, stretch. and yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and it feels great. But like out of all the clips. So I, I love bodybuilding. I love strongman. I love powerlifting. I love Olympic weightlifting. Um, I love looking what like Olympic sport, the, all the different sports and how they train and, um, and even physical therapy. Like you need, we, I, I remember laughing cause People were like, if you have someone in pain, you refer out. That's out of your wheelhouse. Every day we're in pain. Is mm. there ever a week that goes by where you're not in pain? <laughs> no. Like, how fucking stupid is that? You were supposed to refer everyone out then. <laughs> yeah. But I couldn't train anyone. But we, that's something no one talks about in our industry. That, And I've become a master at training. Like, my girls, they're always like, God, that, that's where my value comes into play. Because I'm 46, started working out when I was 15. You can always, always get in a good workout no matter what you have going on mm-hmm. you can work around it i'm like macgyver and you start out because i just had a garage gym and then now i have more tools and pieces but i'm always like okay this is hurting you know you have a wrist injury well we've got a safety squat bar we've got this we've got that you can have an amazing glute workout if you have a broken ankle if you have a whatever that you have going on you can still have a good workout but i i, I learned from everyone but out of all the clicks i think the the crossfit is the the rudest and then powerlifters are the second <laughs> you know, I don't know. well let me ask you something while we're on this tangent do you, you mentioned this whole referring out thing when people have injuries like i can speak from my years of experience lifting and like you know going i was number two in the world in my weight class when i retired from powerlifting retired we'll see about that but uh i think that there's a lot of emphasis these days on people just overanalyzing the shit out of their training kind of like micro scrutinizing the way that they lift and their rest periods and their warm-ups and their activation routines and now there's all these fads like ice baths and all this stuff which i'm a huge fan if you ever listen to the show hayden and i talk about this the holy russian turkish bathhouse that used to be here r.i.p but like things that are just kind of normal and now people commoditize all of these little things that were just part of a normal person's training but i've never seen a top level power lifter sit and think about their 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 all of these little nuanced bullshit things that people on the internet are using to sell themselves now yeah so that's this optimal and i bash the optimal crowd fuck the but, optimal <laughs> but i kind of think i used I kind of think I helped champion that like back, like let's, I got my PhD because I wanted 
I would sit there and go, how is a squat different than a hip thrust? The squat is hardest down here in the stretch and it gets mm. easier as you come up. The hip thrust gets harder as you come up. So they basically took me a lot of years to understand like just how to say they have kind of differing hip extension torque angle curves. But I wanted to know the terminology and study that. But you're a scientist. So you're not just a guy on the internet that trains right. people's butts, right? But now it's become and it's this guy, Chasm, Coach Chasm, mm -hmm. and then Paul Carter. They were kind of like right-hand men, but now Paul is more linked up with Chris Beardsley. And Chris used to be my – we did a um, a monthly um, um, research review together, and he's he's so smart. But kind of those – I'd say those three people, but also like – Mike Isretel with his full range and like all, all these people kind of come in and analyzing like what is the best way to grow muscle? Should you always do full range? Should you, you know, and how do you, and, and Kaz saying, how do you get the biggest stretch in each mm -hmm. subdivision of every muscle? That stuff's very important. And trying to look at like, because that's what I, I made this chart because I, I was, everything has flaws. EMG has flaws. Um, you, you look at, uh, so how do we, how do we say this, this exercise is effective? Well, you can use functional anatomy. You can say, this gives me a pump. You can say, this gets me sore. You can say, I really feel this more when I do this. Mm -hmm. Every one of those has flaws and even training studies have flaws. Like if people go, well, is there any evidence training studies? We're assuming that you assume when you see a training study that the, that the researchers knew how to coach the people. What mm -hmm. if you had like a hidden camera and they had the worst form in the world? And they're like, you don't know. I've seen some of this. Like I went on this one researcher's page and I saw the worst form ever. And that was not how they described it in the methods. And I'm like, oh my God, that is not how you do a hip thrust. You know, they're not locking out. They have massive anterior pelvic tilt and mm -hmm. spinal extension. So I don't trust What happens I when a bad anything. study comes out like that? Like when you, for example, what you just described, is there like, can the community like redact those studies and say this is, no. or do you just have to come up with another study that yeah. disproves it? You, so you just can't, you, you, so basically, yeah, if it doesn't match, that's why you just want to have patience as like you read a study, you're like, okay, that's interesting. Let's see if it gets duplicated, but you don't change your whole methods based on that one study. And also like, <clears throat> you know, the way the academia world, it's like, I know, I, you know, everyone has these egos, everyone. Like mm -hmm. We talked about powerlifters and cross, cross, crossfitters and everyone, but scientists have egos and they're very insecure, but you'll never see them post. Like it's, it's 2023. We don't need publishing practices from the 1800s. You can put pictures in your journal articles. You can have supplement. Here's a link just supplemental material showing videos. I've no, no researcher does that. And no one talks about this. Why don't we ask them, put some fucking videos of your, and they go, oh, well, the subjects, it's really hard to get ethics approved. No, it's not. Have yourself do them then. <laughs> have anyone, have your freaking relative or friend do them. You don't have to have the subject. It's, it's just a bunch of stupid excuses from a bunch of people who don't want any accountability. It's, there, it's hidden behind closed doors. Because when I look at a study, I'm a, I'm a lifter first. I still want gains. Mm -hmm. 
I'm a coach second, Fuck and yeah. I'm in the gym all day long still. I don't have to. I could never coach someone ever again, but that's what I like doing. Um, I love training people, and it's it's a different breed of people who like to train because it actually hurts you now in this day and age because yeah. you we should not train anyone. We should just be making reels and TikToks, and <laughs> right. if we wanted, if all we cared about was our income and our popularity right. and we should be copying people and not crediting them right and <laughs> right and uh, but because it because it, it's time away from making social like the practitioner is 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 actually all the top people in every field the top chiropractor doesn't see any patients anymore he just does tiktoks and instagrams like what's your thought on chiropractors i think it's a in general it's like quackery that's what every chiropractor I know says. One of our very close friends is a chiropractor, and he says, this, "You know, Doctor Jordan Shallow." Yeah, yeah. He always talks about the profession being a bunch of quacks. He does. Yeah, yeah. But but he, people yeah. feel good when they do it, and that's that in and of itself. Yeah, but I don't like the explanations. Like mm-hmm. they, oh God, I have. See, we deal with it all the time. We have the clients. We we all have clients that think. Oh they're not me! I in, have no in, clients. Well, but just, like I just, I'm just, I just. They think that they've got like vertebrae, vertebrae, and then like disc over here, like yeah, yeah. pelvis over here. My pelvis is out. What does that mean? My yeah. sacrum is out. I love Do hearing people that, say that. The sacrum like came out of place and like it's like I hurt my like I have some family members and like every once in a while I'll hear them talking about like I hurt my back, I hurt my ankle. I was like, Well, what'd you do? He's like, I got no idea. And I'm like, Well then what the fuck are you talking about? You hurt your back? Like, how did you hurt your back? Like, why are you in an ankle brace, dog? Like, you didn't do anything. Like I've you but know how I, many... I I do think that the the modern day chiropractic they all they know they they're more well versed they there's know there's a lot more crossover to oh, the, yeah. a lot PT more side yeah you need to do the pt side of things and hell and even when you think you know i've been doing a lot of studying on ems because there's studies now coming out saying like electric muscle stimulation grows muscle the thing is i started looking at the protocols and then the way i am i'm like okay i'm gonna buy a unit and it's Fucking hurts. It sucks. It's You're like, talking it's about the electromagnetic shock there, or yeah. just electric muscle like stimulation. Right, right, right. Yeah, so I, I put thinking. on my little bitch quads, and <laughs> you, you have to have it above like a sixty percent intensity. Oh, this is like the east like, oh, that's right. Yeah, it it's like, and shit. And you're yeah. like, okay, I can stand twenty minutes of it, but it like stresses you. Like, oh, I can grow muscle while I'm watching TV. No, it sucks. Oh, it's you're like, like the late night infomercial oh, things. Oh, and like it, it contracts, and you're like. Eh. So I, 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 the only protocol I can tolerate is the massage protocol, and I can get it to like sixty to eighty percent. But you finally just go. It's not. I'd rather just lift weights and. Yeah. It's but but there is promise with it does grow muscle, and it's interesting too because you think of the t- so it's like it's a time efficient way if you think of just one muscle because you don't have to drive to the gym, drive home, but if you're trying to grow your whole body that way. Yeah. But it's funny because I'm like, how does this work when? At any point in time, I can, even when it's on max intensity to, that I can target, I can flex my quad and a lot more muscles contract. But I think mm. it selectively targets the type two, um, you know, high threshold yeah. motor motor well, units. Can I, can I pause you back up for a minute? Because yeah. I don't think you answered my question a few minutes ago, and I'm very <laughs> curious about this. Talking powerlifting, right? Yeah. A lot of people don't include hip movements and glute thrusts yeah, in, yeah. Their, in their training protocol. Like, Why do you think it's important for that specific discipline? If people don't do it. Okay. So um, 
So, who would you say the best powerlifter in the world right now is? John Hack, probably. So, John yeah. Hack did hip thrust for a while. He did it with my friend. And I think it was hurting his squat. Mm. Because he was like, jumped into him. And he, he's a competitive guy. Yeah, he's a little freak. Yeah, he's a freak. And he, he, he's like, I want to do like 600 pounds. pounds within like a month. Yeah. And that like, and, right. and like, he just jumped right into like 365 for like four sets of 10, your very first time doing them. Like, whereas like most people start out with like 185, sure. you know, and like he's super strong. So he's delivering too much juice to that. Like you're putting too much emphasis in, into that to where it's actually mm. taking away. Mm-hmm. but there first of all he probably has strong i mean clearly he deadlifts conventional he he probably has really strong glutes he defies all logic he defi- i know he does high bar he does high bar he benches 600 pounds yeah yeah but like fuck that guy <laughs> in the best way possible but yeah. but like <laughs> could he benefit from hip thrust probably if he like wasn't so hardcore like same with like you know I started doing seated leg curls recently. I never really did them that much until a study came out showing that they were better than lying leg curls. I always like preferred lying and the kneeling leg curls. Mm-hmm. And I swear it's transfer. I mean, you know, we never really know, but I feel like it's transferring to my deadlifts. But I just do three sets. I don't, I'm not killing myself. Dude, those are hard. Yeah. You ever, you do those much? Seated like, like yeah. where you're yeah. seated Weird like this? Like L. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. But I do I, sometimes, but I... For whatever reason, uh, like I do just prefer the prone leg the prone, curl. Yeah. I don't know if it's a comfort thing. Yeah, or I, always have too, I like but, the one here. You get a nice hip stretch sometimes too. Yeah. But like like with some people, a lot of people actually, when they start doing hip thrusts, they notice more power out of the hole with squats and better lockout strength with deadlifts. That's makes, right. I think that makes sense, yeah. and, and, deadlift for sure. Yeah, and it's like it's so funny because I remember hearing this guy, he was like a West Side type guy bashing hip thrust. Is it the one that you made a post about? Mike Van Wick? Uh, no, know, not made, him. Is um, he a West Side guy? No, but he kind of looks the part. He looks he, like He's one, actually yeah. uh, Drake's bodyguard. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it was an entertaining <laughs> post. It was funny to listen to. But... That's his bodyguard? Yeah, one of them. I don't know if he doesn't, if he travels. I thought it was like trainer yeah. or something. Uh, I heard bodyguard. I don't know. He looks like a bodyguard. That guy's terrifying. For anyone listening, you can fact check me on that. I'm gonna but... go blow my nose, guys. <laughs> but, um, but like, if if so, if you start doing them intelligently, but they only work for you can't just you know you you need to just do them for you know a six week cycle and then move on to something else and then bring them back. All this, you want to rotate your assistance lifts because if you ever get to a point where you're pushing them like your main lifts, then it starts detracting. Sure, because you're using a lot of energy. You only have so much energy Mental, and so much ability to recover. Phys- like muscular, just and then just like your ability to push different lifts, like especially the, the stronger you get. I'm 46. I can still PR after 31 years of lifting, but I have to really focus on that lift Mm-hmm. for months and then i can set up an all-time pr i can't go up on all the main lifts anymore right so do you, do you cycle your training that way where you focus on yeah in fact um i created a from i don't want i hope this doesn't sound like i'm i hate when people plug their shit but with oh, my no, booty by brett, with my booty by brett i created a, a whole different way of periodizing and i think it's brilliant and i've never heard anyone do it this way it's like when you study periodization, it's always 
like volume and intensity goes like that. Mm-hmm. So start out with high volume, low intensity, and end up with lower volume, high intensity. But no one talks about cycling exercise focus. So because it's just a soup that you'd be focusing on squats and deadlifts and bench. Right. But for glute growth, one month we'll focus on, one month will just be a well-rounded month. You'll squat on day one, hip thrust on day two, deadlift on day three, and you still do four exercises. But then after the well-rounded month, now you focus on the squat. And that's the main focus. Mm. You're, if you can grow your squat that month, great. You're still going to do hip thrust and deadlifts, but you'll do pause hip thrust. You'll do stiff leg deadlifts. And you it is so easy to maintain. And the research is clear on that. The ma- maintaining strength is easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're like, if you ever have time where you, you, you're focusing on squats and then you throw in stiff legs, you cannot deadlift that whole month. You come back, you haven't skipped a beat. In general, yeah, it's easy to maintain strength. It's hard to build strength. So we focus on the squat. Then the next month, your knees are going to be beat up and your hips from focusing on the squat. Mm -hmm. So it's a perfect time to focus on the hip thrust. So now you're going to hip thrust three times a week. Again, you still squat and deadlift, but just variations. Mm -hmm. Then you're feeling good again. The next month, you focus on the deadlift. Now, after the deadlift month, your back's going to be beat up. So now we have a single leg month. And that's an important month because people think in their heads, and I was like this for so many years, in your head, you're like, if I don't squat and deadlift, I will lose all my strength. But a step up is like a squat on one leg. It mm. looks a lot like a squat. And Bulgarian split squats and lunges. and, and Bulgarian split squats split, are the worst, yeah, are the worst the exercise worst the I've world. ever done. The only thing worse is like, Iso, like with an iso hold, like drop, like don't get maniacal about this, Jesus. But like, and then you can do like single leg RDLs and stuff, and you know single leg hip thrusts and stuff. So now your low back feels good, and then you cycle back around. But I've never, I don't, I've never heard anyone talk about periodizing according to exercise focus. But for glute growth, that's a wise approach because you get stronger at everything. And my my theory was. And this is funny because I say the word balls, but the picture juggling, like what I said my favorite lifts were squats, bench, deadlifts, hip thrusts, chin-ups, military press. Well, those are six balls and you're trying to juggle all six balls, but every time it's hard enough to keep six balls in the air. But then every time you gain strength, the balls get bigger. (laughs) So it becomes harder and harder to juggle them. Some of the balls are going to fall and, you know... (laughs) So it's better. Shout out to the bodybuilders. (laughs) So it's it's a better approach to instead of trying to juggle six growing balls, just to pick two at a time, one, one upper body and one lower body lift to Mm. focus on. And then you put the others, you don't drop them, but you put them here on maintenance mode, juggle these for a little bit, put them down, take the other two maintenance mode. And I think you see better results that way than just always trying to grow all three lifts all the time. Because in powerlifting, everyone's always trying to grow their squats, mm-hmm. bench, and deadlifts all the time. But you have programs like, legendary programs like um, the Russian squat program. Sure, and um, Smolov. Uh, Smolov, Smolov Jr., where people do grow their, they squat and their deadlift goes up. 
And I'm like, how did your deadlift go up by squatting? Because I don't, my squat doesn't look like my deadlift. I'm a high hip, sure. stiff leg guy. But yeah, that happens. Well, so. yeah, I mean, there's, there's a reason why the biggest benches in the world are done by guys who compete in bench just only, bench right? Only, right. They're just focusing on recovering from one thing. Do you, do you think that a lot of these protocols just eschew the idea that strength is really gained and size is really gained over the long term and people just can't conceptualize the fact that they need to do this for 10 or 15 years before they're well, that's something experts. I, I would love to ask you guys about i look at all my favorite people from seven years ago all my i made a list once i was i get bored and i make lists <laughs> i made a list of like 20 power lifters can you tell none us? Of them are, none of them are well, competing anymore. I have a lot of thoughts. I'm sure Hayden does too, because we talk about this all the time. But can you tell I us who's on that list? I think it's I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't think <laughs> this is a world that's... You're not saying half joking, but I think it's girls take yeah. shit. Yeah, none of my girls take stuff, and I tell them like... Really? Huh? Yeah, because okay. I, I tell them like, look, it would be one thing if you were a high level, but like my, my San Diego squad is just a bunch of local people that... We all loved lifting, and I got them. I turned them into bros. <laughs> They're like big bootied bro, bros. Sub <laughs> bros. Yeah, and, that's, um, that's the best kind of. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> and like, could use some difference. <laughs> and, and so they, they, they're not. And I'm like, you can. This is what I always tell them. Look, I think it would suck to be like always living in your past. Like, like we'll sit around and talk about high school football days. You know, like that's mm. sad. You're a husband. You're washed up. Here's the way. I, here's what I used to look like. I want them to look, always be able to best their physique from the year before. So it's like if you're gonna go on Anavar, well, you you can't come off, and then the temptation to do more. First, you're doing five milligrams a day, and then ten. Mm -hmm. I just I tell them I won't work with you if you do it. I I won't be part of it. But also, then you start working with higher level people, and you have to. I've been. I know I get approached by people and then they're like, what supplement should I take? And that's code word for like, right. Do you vitamin S. also do steroid Dry? protocols and stuff? <laughs> and I don't know about that. In fact, I've been trying to educate myself on it. I'm just so curious, but like, for do the you bikini do TRT world, yourself? I do TRT. Oh, okay. In fact, that's, I just got, can you see the little scab? Yeah. I just got hair replacement. I spent a lot of time in Istanbul, oh, man. man. <laughs> that's like, they're like the king of that over there. I just got. Good uh, for you though. Hair transplants yeah. because I have a twin brother. He doesn't, and it's funny. I'm like, at 39 and a half, I told my twin brother, I'm, like, I'm going to go on TRT. And he's like, no, you can't, like, for life? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, but, like, you know, you, you won't be able to have kids. And I'm like, well, I, you know, if I do HCG, I will, but I never wanted kids. Really that bad. So, <laughs> is that a bad thing? Um, but I, I look at, Yes, it's made me, I'm, I'm bigger than I used to be. Mm -hmm. I'm clearly bigger. And I don't want to be at 800. I want to be at 1200. You can say, well, that's not, where's the, why would you be at 800 if you could be at 1200? Mm -hmm. And you could say, why not be at 2000? But I want to be at 1200 nanograms per deciliter because I feel fine that way. Mm -hmm. I also don't take Arimidex. Mm -hmm. And I think that's my because like now if i take remnants my joints hurt i think i'm my estrogen levels are always very high let's take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors whitmer rejuvenation clinic we talk a lot on this podcast about trt all of the things involving exogenous hormones and because of that we get a lot of questions about it and we are not experts 
in this sense. If you want to speak to real experts, because we don't feel comfortable giving any sort of opinion on this, speak to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. These guys are the best. They're legitimate doctors. They're not going to push any BS on you. They're going to do a legitimate consult and tell you if you're a good candidate or not. All of the links to this are in the show notes as well as their Instagram handle. Check them out and I promise you're going to have the best service possible in this space. But that's, I that's like usually I like that. We we mm-hmm. the podcast is sponsored by TRT Doctor. It's the same guy I work with, and it's a it's amazing to listen to them. And like I've as a high level powerlifter, obviously worked with coaches in that industry. That all they do, and there's not a huge emphasis on taking aromatase inhibitors because of the way it dries out your joints, especially for powerlifters. I think there's a certain danger to that because you don't recover as well, and you right. your, your joints hurt enough as it is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a scary road to go down. Interesting. So, but I don't have like <laughs> friends in the industry that I talk to about this stuff. So I'm always curious, like well, how come the average? I can, I can put you in touch with somebody. Yeah, if you well, want the to. average life lifespan of a powerlifter these days is really low. So go back to that list, then. I'm curious. Like you made a list of 20 powerlifters. Remember, like Jesse Norris. Remember he was like, and then That's boom, right. he's gone. Like all these people, like, and he was, he was claimed to be natural. He passed every test. Mm-hmm. I I believed him that he was natural because he they would like. But what's your test thought process him in the middle on of the this? Night. We would, they'd test him in the middle of the night. So he clearly right. wasn't, if he was, he was doing what the baseball players did and taking like <laughs> testosterone during the, like just, or whatever. I don't know, but this isn't my world, but yeah, I'm so curious why I think people get too greedy. Well, you I, can just trend, trend, sure. trend, trend, up the dose. Because well, sure one of the guys you mentioned earlier, I won't call him out, but like he was coaching one of my friends. He's like, this is so... My friend was being coached by him, high-level powerlifter from back in the day. Mm. And this is what annoys me, too, because I've trained I've trained natural lifters for so long. So I have to learn intelligent strategies. So if someone has a bad, like someone has a bad week of deadlifting, I have to be like, okay, what's going wrong? Am I doing too much volume? Am I, how's your sleep? How's this? I need to change the program, tinker with some things. Well, this guy, this coach just says, oh, you, you had a shitty deadlift day? Okay, just double your trend dose and then eat a, <laughs> eat a box of Oreos a night. A box of Oreos a night. The next week, I see the guy deadlift. He's bigger in one week. <laughs> And he's like more jacked, and then he smokes the lift. And I'm like, where does this end? Like, what's that old hospital? So it's like up the dose to lift the most. Oh, I just heard more is more. (laughs) (laughs) But I, 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 it was your question on the powerlifting world. I think we can both share some insight because I think powerlifting is one of the sports where steroids are celebrated, it's just part of the culture, and it also. I think not only does it decrease your longevity, but if you think about it, a lot of the best powerlifters end up being very big. So their body weight goes up. The amount of total tonnage they have to move in a week in a training cycle also goes up. Your body is able to tolerate it because you're you're in you know you're basically just upping its ability to recover and grow muscle by taking stuff. But after a certain number of years, like if you're not monitoring your vitals, you're not monitoring your blood work, if you're not taking care of your health. You can lift as much as you want. But your body is just going to be beat to shit because a lot of people don't take time off. But from a lot doing of them drugs. vanish and they don't say why. I think well, they go to the doctor um, and they say, "Let like, me tell you why." Die. You're like kidneys. I, th- or I think that's that. true that's of, of powerlifting yeah. and also bodybuilding a lot of the time as well. Well, a lot of bodybuilders uh, just die. 
that too. I mean, that you see that I mean, more than anything. For my TRT, you know, my um, hematocrit, red blood cell, and um, hematocrit, red blood cell, and what's it? They're all related. It's all iron. Like red blood cell count. Red blood cell, hemoglobin, and hematocrit. Sure, sure, they're sure. all high. So you have to like donate blood or dump blood yeah, or yeah. you can't donate it because you're <laughs> that's too high. So uh, you have to dump blood, and I'm like, where do you go to dump blood? It's a pain in the butt. Right. If so you donate like, it, you'll make the next guy stronger. That's true. I'm like, why can't I donate? <laughs> I don't know. You know, but I think I think like especially with those more damaging compounds, ones like trend, like you were talking about. You know, it, that's one that's obviously not good for you. And I, uh, clearly that stuff's absolute demon juice it's, is what it is it, you know it, it has a lot of bad yeah. psychological side effects you know like irritability and right. anxiety and so lack all of sleep kind of stuff. And... lack of sleep and and i think when people you know not only are they taking compounds that even if you took them responsibly responsibly are still going to have negative side effects they're taking them wildly irresponsibly and for hugely extended periods of time so i think it gets to the point where your quality of life and how you feel going in and out of the gym and all these things just it's so bad that people just don't want to do it anymore they're like i'm i'm training just as hard as i used to i'm not making the same progress probably because they're not sleeping you know they have all these other things that are being caused by taking drugs Mm -hmm. for so long you know at least on the untested side of of powerlifting and i think all of that lens to like you said you basically just end up falling apart if you're gonna hit the gas well, for so a, long nobody thinks about it like i want to be healthy when i'm 50 They're like i want to be very good at powerlifting a sport which sorry guys no one gives a shit about and this is as a powerlifter you know like the only people that care about powerlifting are other powerlifters and they care about it to such a little degree that it's almost comical that you would risk your health for this sport and like I've been through the whole thing, you know, I've been through the beginning and the end and the, the the high drug usage at times. And I'm not ashamed to talk about it because it's like the more I am able to educate people in my own small way. And like I never did anything crazy either. I just got a taste of how bad that stuff can get to your mental health and like stopped very quickly thereafter. It's just it's not a good long term so strategy. Like one thing that helps predict your powerlifting performance is how well you can tolerate high levels of oh i think it's a big part of it strongman too same thing yeah it's like, know. you know some people because i remember my friend he's like i was like you're just jealous and he's like that guy takes so much stuff i'm like but you take stuff well, why don't you just take more than he's like i can't handle it. but i'm like but you're passionate you would if you could and he's like, yeah. well, he ta- it was always like, he takes so much stuff. I'm like, he's just strong. As I don't sh- think that's the predictor of your success, though. I truly think it's a matter of genetics. I don't think I mean, any training program is yeah, going to yeah. outrun your genetics because your strength potential is Well, I capped. think you can, you, you see these people within like two years, they're, some of these guys, these sumo deadlifters lately, like these 160 pound dudes, sumo yeah, pulling like, like seven, <laughs> yeah, 700. Shout out. Shane Hunt, Jamal Hack, or Jamal Browner. Well, guys John are a little Hack. bigger, but there's some like there's some Hack little guys. Jamal yeah. and Dan. Oh, yeah. um, Grigsby. Gr- oh my yeah. god. Yeah. But Dan Grigsby's a bushel of grapes. He's not like. <laughs> you have seen him? I met, I met him. He's also the nicest. I don't know. I don't, you never know how tall people are. Well, he's like you know five nine, five ten, but just stacked like a brick shit house. Yeah. Just fucking huge and. The nicest human being ever, and also has deadlifted over a thousand pounds. I think what, what was his best, like eleven hundred? Did he get eleven? Yes, I think it was it's, close to that. If yeah, not that, it was just 
and you know his job is crazy. He's, he's like a, he's he Navy, works right? or, well. He's in the he's in the military. I don't know what branch. I think he's a marine. Yeah, but he's a pallbearer. So like his whole job is like military funerals, carrying the casket. Like a very respectable career oh, in the well, military. Yeah. So nice, but just such an unbelievable fucking freak deadlifter. And they have to pass all these uh, like strength Physical tests. Physical tests, yeah, uh, running to, and stuff. To yeah. be, well, to be and just to be uh, a specifically pole. a Paul oh, Bear. Wow. So, uh, and some of the numbers were like, what it, was it? it? It was something crazy. Like you had to be able to bicep curl. 135 pounds 20 times or oh something my oh my god, god. But, yeah it was remember shane hunt was talking about it i can yeah uh, i can you ever I seen can, shane hunt by the way yeah fucking freak also he had him <laughs> yeah. on the show i could like cheat curl like, yeah uh, but not like strict curl that's it's a lot a whole different story yeah but it's just going to show you that i think that the more these sports get popularized the more these freaks just come out of the woodworks and they're but they, they it used to be possible. a longer career like a longevity the powerlifters would last you know 10 15 years now they're it just six gets years tough, they're dude. out it they're gets out. tough and i like... think it's the the greed it's too tempting it's mm-hmm. especially when you see everyone around you you're like <laughs> i think if i was good too. at powerlifting and i was like at that level i'd be like you know i i'd, I'd be like okay i know i'm stronger than you you're just taking <laughs> more shit okay i'm i'm, well, I'm yeah. gonna raise your trend and like uh, you know yeah uh, and then i don't know it's, my, it's my, more like you need to have a a long-term perspective but it's also like you've got a small window so it's probably wise to just take test and deca or something like that and then like a moderate dose not go crazy with it and then you can power lift yeah. for 15 years but then yeah who knows maybe you would have beat that just blasting tons of trend and everything else it's and tough because you could, and stuff you only get to see the results of one of those I know. options right, right? Exactly. So it's like you, you'll never who, who know knows? if you did it I right know. or wrong you know I, I i know i had this is my personal calculus like as i was thinking about stepping back from things like I, I didn't even know this till after the fact, but he told me I was number two when I stepped away. And then I, I would have, at the time I started to think like, all right, I'm, my total was 2250. And I sat there and thought like, and I barely took anything leading into that last meet, like the lowest dose of drugs I've ever done in my life. But I sat there after the fact and I'm like, okay, the guy above me that has the record, or at least was number one at the time, he's, <laughs> I'll, I'll show you who this is later, but he's, he was, just a little mutant, like a little fucking mutant, just built like a brick shit house, like probably like five, nine and 308 pounds, like same weight class I was competing in. But I'm like, okay, if I'm going to be the best, that means I would either have to just pull a miracle on my genetic ass, or I'm going to have to take as much as this dude's taking. And I could just look at him and be like, I don't want my skin to be that color. <laughs> so I had to think like, okay, I love this. I got to a really just crazy cool spot to stop. But do I really think it's worth my health to keep going? Yeah, it's funny because bodybuilding is that plus all the peptides, all the... Oh, dude, mm. bodybuilding's scary. What those guys do I is scary. reading, like, it's funny is, you know, I grew up with all the... I mean, I, I remember the first Ronnie Coleman wasn't on a DVD, it was a tape. Really? You know, I had oh, the, so the, cool. The VHS tape. Oh, cool. And I watched that. that, and then the, then his DVD came out, the... The second one, and I just w- watched those over and over. I remember Dude, reading. Well, he needs like, on those DVDs. I never saw anything like that. Oh, the uh, you know, like all his the stuff that ended yeah, up buddy, on YouTube. All the things you hear uh, about, all his so mannerisms. Just, I think just, all the YouTube clips are from that. Yeah, they, they're all Damn. the things you see. But he's just—he was such a—he was an influencer before need, there was an influencer. <laughs> he was such a unique person because he was so 
regimented. He'd, he'd wake up and go to, you know, like Outback Steakhouse and Wait, have what, meal number breakfast? one. And like, yeah, I think he'd have like, well, no, he'd make egg, like egg whites and like fat-free cheese. And like, he'd make his same meal every day. But he was just so, you know, and, and I just feel like there's no one like Ronnie because he trained so hard and so heavy, but um, just his whole attitude. He was the most focused, driven guy. And even now you, you see his like recent interviews and you're like, well, do you have any regrets? I could have hit that 800. <laughs> <laughs> he did it for two years. He's like in a wheelchair three. now. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I could have done one more rep. That's a savage mentality. Savage. <laughs> do you believe that? <laughs> like, I mean, you, I get that because I still think about stuff like you that. You think he really believe, thinks like that? Oh, for sure. Yes, for sure he thinks about it. If you and watch like, that video, I think the same thing. Like, man, I got one more in me. That's crazy. He, he was... <laughs> I remember reading the, I don't know if this is true or not, but he, he had like 22 pillows to help prop him up. like So he could sleep comfortably? People don't understand. Like, I mean, we're big guys. Sleeping sucks. Oh, no, I get it. Yeah. Like, you, you, you fall asleep understand. like this and you wake up like your arm <laughs> is a 10 minutes for it to get back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're Everything. Up. Like, I swear, I don't, do you guys do this? I go through life like, I told you I always have people at my house, and mm -hmm. so we'll be in the kitchen. If I drop something, like, can you grab that? I don't want to bend over and pick it up. I just don't. I don't. You know, I do, I try to minimize my. You know, Moving. like my knees are sore, my low back is sore. If I'm dead, especially if I'm like hitting mm -hmm. deadlifts hard, I don't want to. You know, you've you've had that time where you bent over to pick up a pencil and you, you hurt your back. Something. You tweak yeah. something, so you learn to like conserve your movements, and then you. Sometimes, you know, you have that thought, like, is this even worth it? Maybe I should have just done Pilates, but, not Pilates, <laughs> but like, well, this all came about when, when people started talking about like functional, like I grew up in the strength coaching world and it was all like, these lifts are functional. These aren't. And I'm like the world I grew up in, they rip on leg curls, but Nordic ham curl, or like or glute ham raises were, were functional, but leg curls right. weren't. If you did a study on the two, they're 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 such similar. It's just a way for the strength coaches to appear superior. Right. Like we know what's functional and that's not. If you can come up with any list of I reasons. A, I actually got a funny story about that. But <laughs> but I came up with that world and it's like you know, they're always arguing what's functional or not. And like if I was trying to be as functional as possible, like first of all, we have to determine what that means. To me, it means like being just this physical specimen, I don't think I'd lift as much weights. I'd be doing um, parkour. Like, imagine just being like, <laughs> you guys are chasing me and I can just scale this wall <laughs> yeah, quickly like, and flip you guys off. Like, there he goes really? again. That, yeah. Fucking guy. I'd be doing MMA. I'd yeah. be doing MMA. I'd be doing, like, you know, like sprint track and field. Because mm -hmm. the faster you are, you can't catch me. Mm -hmm. And if you could do parkour... Like, and I'd be doing tons of like body weight and mobility stuff. I would spend, I'd probably train a few hours a day, but it wouldn't just be weight, weight training. It'd be a lot, a lot of body weight. So it'd be stuff to like Cossack squats. Can you do Cossack squats? Yeah. They're uncomfortable though. Yeah. Like where you, it's like a side lunge, oh. but you go deeper. Like we, we, we lift yeah. our, no. can you bust out pistols easy? I can't. I suck I, at pistols. I can do them, but I'm almost getting too deep. I have my quad. Like, Non-functional. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like embarrassing. We're not really. Like, so I got to tell you a story then. Remember the one time we went to West Side together? Uh-huh. And uh, we were there and Louis shows up and we're like getting a tour of the gym and doing whatever. And like he has this, what was that machine? Like the Nordic curl or the, the mm-hmm. assistant like the Nordic. The Nordic that assists you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm an 800 pound plus deadlifter at yeah, this yeah, point. So I walk in <laughs> and I'm, I'm struggling with this thing. Louis walks up to me. He's like, hey, look at this. Boy's got no ass. <laughs> and I was just like, well, yeah, dude, but I can deadlift over 800 pounds. So I don't really give a fuck about this machine. I'm sorry. And he's, and he's just like, like didn't care. Just, yeah, he's like, yeah, well, you could have pulled 900. They're like, well, yeah. no. What, what is this? You're telling me this weird implement you have is somehow the silver bullet? Like, I'm pretty fucking strong. I do like dude. that machine, though. I'm not hating on it. They're just like regular Nordics. Yeah, that too. Yeah, those are yeah. great. But it was just, it was so out of touch with reality because. Clearly, I knew how strong I was and how good yeah, I was. Funny because I would say the biggest influence on my was Louis. I disagree <laughs> with a lot of things because he's not. He he like he read Russian texts and stuff, but he wasn't right. a trained scientist himself. Like I remember telling mm-hmm. him saying a box a box squat is a like a they do the band seated leg curls, mm-hmm. and he's like a box squat is a seated leg curl. I'm like no. <laughs> But it's because you're doing knee extension. Right. See, like, was you're doing knee flexion. Like, what? But he'd say a lot of things that I don't agree with. But I I have been very influenced by bands and chains and not so much dynamic effort method because I train physique people. But, like, to me, when you incorporate band, like, okay, I'll use the hack squat as an example. I have done my hack squat at my San Diego gym which is, I don't know what angle it's at, because my Cybex in my Fort Lauderdale gym is steep, and you can't mm-hmm. use as many Where's your plates, gym, by the way? It's in Fort Lauderdale and Flagler Village. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, shit. Yeah, it's, it's nice. That's a cool area. Yeah, we should go up. Train yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. But, um, be... but um, I could use five plates per side. My record is 10 reps. Um, did you just chuckle? <laughs> Me? I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. I don't even know you what you're doing. I don't even know what that leg. is. Yeah, the hack squat. You oh, can probably do uh, that with one wait, leg. Wait, you my did point five is... plates each side for 10 reps? Yeah. Fuck, that's I'm not, I can't laugh. That's little, so hard. little squads, but I'm not a good squatter, but I'm good at every le- every quad machine and every mm-hmm. I'm decent at. But anyway, if I do one set to failure, because that hack squats are one of those lists where you can just like keep going. You can like yeah. breathe and do like... And like you just feel muscle, you know you're gonna be. You know you're gonna be. Hurts. I do like two plates, maybe three <laughs> plates for reps. Well, you could have. If you I'm focused sure on hack squats, you could be doing. Yeah, that thing hurts. that's the point. If I do hack squats to failure, like true failure, on ha- there's some lifts like walking lunges, hack squats, like for me, like stiff legs too, where I can, you can almost go till you tear a muscle. Like stiff legs, I've done four hundred five for twenty stiff legs. Yeah, and, I, and I'm like, Tiny. and I'm really good at stiff Jesus. legs, but it's like, then on my, tw- tw- I think I did 22, and then I felt this, you know, and then I was out for like a month, so it's like, okay, don't push stiff legs that hard, mm-hmm. but on this hack squat, if I do the five plates per side, if I do one set to failure, then I'm sore as shit in my quads and like adductors for a couple of days, but if I do bands, if I... I figured out a w- the way to do bands on that is you put a hex bar or a trap bar mm-hmm. beneath the platform and then you just got to hook both bands up at the same time and it stays in place. Oh, okay. So then it's stretching the bands. But I put the heaviest duty band that I have, the really thick one, and I can also do 10 reps with no weight on it. It's just the banded weight. And it it's so hard as you come up. Right. 
that doesn't get you sore. And that just fascinates me because these, you know, talking about muscle lengths and it's like, is there a, it's like with powerlifting, there's a specificity component. So it's like most people just focus on specificity and that gets you probably 85 to 90% of your gains, but intelligent programming of assistance lifts. And then I feel like not enough lifters these days use bands and shades. I don't think any big lifters do it. There's always those huge polar shifts, right? Like bands and chains are super, super popular to the point where it starts annoying other people. And then they're like, okay, now we hate this. No more bands and chains. And they go the complete other route. And with most things, I feel like somewhere in the middle is always where the best. You know why I never used it? Because it was just such an annoyance to set up. up. (laughs) Like I would come in and like every, you know, I was training basically three hours a day, four to five days a week for six years as a competitive powerlifter. And then like, by the time I'm done with the main thing, I'm like, I don't want to fucking think about a single thing. I just had to unload six or seven red plates each side. Like, this sucks. Fuck this. I, I just, <laughs> yeah. let me do the easy shit. That's why I love about owning my own gym. It's like, I can have, I'm the only one who uses the chains. So it's set to my height. I just hook them up. That's, That's nice. nice. I know. <laughs> That's Otherwise nice. I wouldn't, it's like if if you ever had a reverse hyper, it doesn't get used much because no, you don't want to load. A, it's a pain in the ass to load the plates underneath. For it's a desk. It's we used to have one here, desk. and it was literally just, just a desk. It's the, the place desk. where people would socialize, yeah. put their monster can. I've had one for 20 <laughs> years now. 20 years, yeah, 2003. And it's been the standing desk and the meat the, for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. So I actually want to have it in the gym because <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. So there's something I wanted to ask before uh, got too far into this, but you moved from San Diego to Florida. I moved to San Diego to Vegas. And then Florida. Then Vegas to Fort Lauderdale. So what brought you to Florida? Well, I moved out here for a girl, and I don't know if it's going to work or not, but um, I've been single for like three years now and <clears throat> wanted to be in the South same Florida city. Lady? The best thing you can do is be in the same city as them, right? Yeah. So that's that if it weren't for her I would not have moved out here. But also my client Masa, she's um she's a Persian bikini competitor and her boyfriend Chris, they're my really good friends. They live in Miami, so they come. It's I I I'm very good at enticing people to come visit me. I made them there's two masters <laughs> bedrooms. I made them their down there the masters bedroom downstairs. I like put a, an elliptical, well the, she found the elliptical. But I put it in the, ellipt- the elliptical in there, I have the nice t- bed, TV, this big nice. TV. It's like the nicest room. And that actually has a better view. It overlooks the the pool, the jacuzzi, the water. I live on the water, so they have this killer view. So I'm like, you guys should come stay this weekend, and how can they refuse? So <laughs> there, she was my first client in San Diego that I started training. And I feel like she, everyone looked up to her so much that she just brought like i thought i was doing well financially when i moved to san diego mm-hmm. and then my income doubled and then tripled and then went up like 1.5 and then stayed there for three years but like i i feel like she helped it's like when i moved to san diego i was in before that i was in phoenix training out of my garage you can go back to my instagram in the phoenix garage days it was like this guy's mm-hmm. got this badass garage but it's not the same as having your own gym where people can sure. go train using your methods and system. And when, when I open up my own gym, all of a sudden I'm training her. And next thing you know, I'm having these glute squad classes and I'm training 20, 25 bikini competitors. And it's like, it's like, okay, this guy's legit. He's not just theoretical. He's not just some scientist hooking up electrodes in his, 
you know, in his, right. in his garage, he's actually working with high level people. So, so how do you like uh, Florida? I'm, I know I'm going to love the winters. Oh yeah. The, the weather is the best. best, but man, the, tra- the lights out here are so long. The traffic the lights, lights they yeah, last they like oh. four minutes. It's unbelievable. And then it, it's almost like they just randomly selected how the traffic lights are going to work. It's go. like, has nothing to do there's with no, flow there's of no traffic. Flow. I feel like it's a guy anything. in the middle just saying, hey, fuck you. And That's then there's another, like, no, 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 fuck, fuck you, come on. Doesn't the mayor get annoyed? Like the mayor, like whoever's in charge, they'd be like, I'm annoyed. Like you'd think they'd be like, we I'll need to improve this. <laughs> we need to improve this. I've thought about it. Yeah. She's my cousin. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Miami Dane. That's how I Danny. I, but I, you know what? I've actually had that thought a couple of times because I just, I got like a code violation from the city. And I was just like, wait, can I bother her about this? And I'm like, wait, no, no, no. She's actually solving problems. No. Yeah, but shout out uh, Danny Kava. She's fucking gangster. Yeah. Doing well, good for Miami. When I was in Sky, I, I'm, um, God, I watched this movie last night. It's the number one on one on one movie on Netflix uh, with Tom Hanks. What's the name of it? Otto? A man named Otto. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is it good? It's worth watching. It makes you think. <laughs> that doesn't like, sound Is that going to be me? Because the <laughs> older I get, I I feel like it's also because I read at night. I study. And and you get smarter, but the world gets dumber somehow, like with the algorithms. that they're in, in that thing. They're in that yeah, thing, in just vortex. looking at butts and fights. They're in this vortex, so <laughs> I just get more and more annoyed. But I don't want to end up like him, where he's just like this curmudgeon. So it, it made me think. Oh, yeah, <laughs> halfway there. Which I identify with. You know, they've always called me the Larry David of powerlifting. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny because in my Phoenix days, I remember calling Traffic Control Center. And I'm like, <laughs> you, if, if I just randomly pull up to a light and you never said it, you just said, this is going to be on green half the time and red half the time. I'd make it. I'd have a 50 for 50 chance of making the light. But I miss it every single time. Meaning... If you didn't have a job, I'd actually have better, like a better <laughs> driving experience. But you, we employ, we pay you. The city pays you money. You? The guy was super nice. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like Brett, I, I invite you to come down and check it out. We've got a nice little operation. No it's way. Like, we've got a grid and everything. Did and you? I didn't go. But that I actually like, sounds sick. I'd, I'd love to know how that stuff but he's works. like, we can't progress both ways. So we progress the north and south. Because we can't progress both, but so if you drive down the north, but I'm like, it's not, you're not doing that. I know you think so, but it's not, I know what you're talking about. Because in Phoenix, it does that, but in Scottsdale, it doesn't do that. In Phoenix, if you drive the speed limit, you'll oh make one God. light after the other. You might be the real Larry I am. David. And I, I, I remember when I was 16, 30, 30 years ago, I was like, after about 10 p.m., why are there red lights? Just make them flashing red. One way's flashing yeah, red. Yeah, one yeah. way's flashing yellows. That's what they do here. I thought of it at age sixteen, but I've seen some cities. So why doesn't that just like, you know, the whole U.S. do that? Because there's nothing more. Because I'm a night owl. Uh-huh. I stay up till three in the morning. You know, that's my. It's always been my bedtimes, and so, I, I I like to. You know, I'll be driving around at one in the morning, sitting at some light for two minutes. Nobody when there's no one on the road. Oh. And God. you're like, should I just go? But in my luck, there'll be a cop. Or yeah. a camera. Yeah. Or gets camera well, the good thing about South Florida is the cops are actually solving crimes. Yeah, There's busy. not a ton of them just like out there to get you. That's why I wanted to leave San Diego, by the way. There were two oh. reasons. One, the homeless situation is so bad out there, and you're not allowed to talk yeah. about it because it makes you seem insensitive. Right. Yeah. But Downtown I, San you're Diego not even allowed to say homeless anymore. Now they're unhoused. 
Excuse me? That's the new, that's the new well, term. Who says that? Politicians. Unhoused? Yeah. So if you talk about it, you're a problem. You're, oh my God, you're so unsympathetic. These are war vets. And it's like, I don't care if someone, I don't care who someone is. If my squad, I have an all-female gym. Mm. And if there's perverts hanging outside, or one of them got beat, the shit beat out of her, and had to go to the hospital, she got punched in the face repeatedly, thought she was going to get killed. One of your... One of my girls, and wow. then a couple of them got... By an unhoused chip. gentleman? Yes, by an unhoused... Wow. gentlemen and um and then um and then oh like you know, I, you know i remember one time the my girls are like god i'm so sick of getting harassed by this guy out there so i went out there and talked to him and it was like weird he's this little guy and he was like what are you talking about i didn't do anything and then i i call the cops and the cops show up and he's like acting and then he turns to me and he's like it's like he was possessed but he turns to me he like he goes you're lucky I don't rape your, and then says the C word what? with their wearing their little short shorts. And it's Whoa. like, I have to worry about that guy Whoa. when I'm six foot four, 250 pounds. Wow. And, I, it, it, and then that's very take, insensitive of you. Take, you know that? <laughs> take away the cops and I could deal with that guy. Sure. That right. guy would be scared to death of me, but they know, he knows that they will never, and I'll tell, I'll talk to the cops and I'll say, can you please, like, I have an all-women's gym. If anything happens to them, I will feel so bad. Like, can mm. you please not not let him be? And then, like, we can't do anything. And I'm like, you're cops. We're being told by the police chief. We're being told by, you know, we're being told the city prosec prosecutor will, will, and you even call dispatch, and they'll interrupt you. They're rude. You'll say, I have this, and they'll go, does he have a weapon? Do Sir, does he have a weapon? No, but okay, then walk away. He's not dangerous. There's a lot of people out well, there. Well, let me tell you something. In Florida, that shit don't fly. But I, I was, no. I was like, not like they're tyrants I was here. Starting but to, um, it's a different attitude for I sure. I was starting the way I am. You know, there's this quote. I'm not religious. I'm not even spiritual, but um, I love this quote. It's the Serenity Prayer. I'm gonna butcher it. Can you pull up the serenity prayer? <laughs> I'm gonna butcher it. This like, is George. He, God, he, he's, George. He's a beautiful, uh, beautiful, a beautiful uh, mind. Uh, no, he's just—he's an absurdist, yeah. actually. God grant me the serenity <laughs> to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That's it. Like those three lines. The problem with me is I'm so um, persistent that I can change the world. I changed the the strength training industry with my glute training methods. Mm -hmm. And the way I did that was by, you know, when people would bash my hip thrust, I'd be like, all right, I see what you're doing. You just made this article where you just bash the hip thrust. So I'd call up like BJ Gador, who was the men's fitness co coordinator at the time. And I'd say, mm -hmm. hey, we should do a, a 10 part series on glute training. And you just reached 2000 people. I just reached 100,000 people. Like I'm very competitive mm -hmm. and it's a double edged sword because since I invented the hip thrust, it gave me a purpose, but it also, I haven't had peace because I wanted to popularize <laughs> right. it. And the way I am, I'm like sitting there in, in San Diego going, this is so wrong. Um, one of my, one of my neighbors, my dad was, you know, close with him and he's like, you know, Brett's uh, cause I would police that I'd go on walks at night and police the area. I don't want them 
sleeping right outside my place and everything. Mm-hmm. The unhoused gentlemen's gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you. And so I would, I would, and he's like, he's too hard on them. He's, he's too hard on them. He needs to be nicer. He tells my dad that. And then he leaves his door. He lives on the second floor. He doesn't lock that second floor. Well, they'll climb up the, if you can climb up and get onto the balcony, they get into your house that way. And he wakes up to screaming and it's his daughter. There's a unhoused gentleman sleeping in the daughter's room. What the passed fuck? Out. Oh my God. So then he comes to me and he's like, shot in Florida. Yeah, so he comes to me and he's like, I get it now. I, I'm so sorry. And I said, that's the problem with you. You have to have it happen to you. Mm-hmm. to care about it i don't have to have it happen to me I, i've watched what my ex-girlfriend was scared to death mm-hmm. because right when we moved to san diego this unhoused gentleman came up to her and said i'm gonna f the s out of you and it just it, she was scared ever ever since wow so no That's one talks so about sick. it if you talk about it and it's like i thought about running for mayor there and saying i don't know anything about politics but i will clean this cest pull up I won't allow, and it's like your property values are going down, and everyone's like, "Well, what are we supposed to do about it?" You, you have to do something. Look at San Francisco right now. Yeah, you can't even well. park in the city. So I was like, "This is stressing me out." I moved to Las Vegas, and like North Vegas, and never thought about it again. Like it's never stressed because I didn't deal with that once, and now I'm living in a nice community in Fort Lauderdale, and I never what have to think about it. I'm by the canal. The what are the waterways? The um, oh, right yeah. on the water. What are That's a nice believe. area. Yeah, it's a great area, but I don't have to. It's like this area. We don't have any even have an HOA. But okay. Everyone takes care of their their yards. Yeah, that's nice. It's because because they're all wealthy. I know. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. They like to keep the place. Uh, yeah. South Florida is a place of appearances. Yeah, people love to keep up appearances. I here. love it. Because you don't have to like go and like be like, God, I wish this guy would you know, get rid of his weeds and stuff like that. But no. anyway, that and the fact that I said, well, you know, if you're making, theoretically speaking, let's say you're making $5 million a year, okay? Because you don't care about taxes until, like, when I was a high school math teacher, who cares about taxes? Who cares? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting taxed. I get money back. <laughs> like, yeah. you don't care about the, ta- the income taxes. When you're making a lot of money, the highest, the, the, the federal tax, the highest, you know, um, tax bracket is 37%. So you get taxed 37%. So here in Florida, that's what I get taxed, 37%. But in California, there's an extra 13.3% state tax, an extra 1.5% business tax. Back when I moved, it's almost like they Canada. were talking about having a wealth tax. One percent per million. They just did that to the real estate industry in Los Angeles. So now any, I think it's any man, any any piece of real estate that trades for over five million dollars. I'm in the real estate industry, so any any property there that trades for over five million dollars got levied with a tax that was not insignificant. It caused a rush of closings that started like right before the tax went into effect because it would have it would have hit people like I think it was like one and a half or two percent or something extra. But if you take that on a ten yeah. million dollar house, like, well, so so oh, okay, George, yeah. hit, go go to Google and hit uh, excellent hit five million. So it's an extra basically fifteen percent. So t- f- times. 15, 15 times 15%, 15%, $750,000. Now do $750,000 divided by 104. 
because two days a week, okay, we'll do, okay, so 750,000 divided by 104, one, no, 104, because there's 52 weeks in a year. All right, so it's $7,212. That's the way I rationalized it. I went, if I moved to Vegas, I could go out on Friday. I don't go out, but <laughs> that's the way my brain works. I could go out Friday and Saturday night and spend $7,000 a night. You'd have the funnest night. You'd have the best social <laughs> life. I don't go out, though, but I don't, I don't drink. I don't yeah. go out. But imagine, me. what would you rather do? Live in San Diego, which the best weather, well, the best weather during the summer. And um, it's, it's amazing. Coke. It's amazing. <laughs> you could do. Allegedly. You could do whatever. Sure. I don't, yeah, I don't even go out. That's what's funny. If my clients are like, who's you the kids? You go, you go I have... used to party in my 30s and stuff, 20s and 30s, but now I'm some just, wild dinners. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, that's my point. So I could, much wagyu. I could, <laughs> so much wagyu. <laughs> so much caviar. Have you guys ever had caviar? Oh, yeah. yeah. Only I for free. I just had it for the first time. And I've only ever it. had it when I didn't know I loved it. But yeah, you could. You could spend <laughs> seven thousand on every Friday and Saturday night, and and break even. This wow. is awfully specific for a theoretical income number. <laughs> <laughs> You've done a lot of research on a theoretical income number. I'm glad to hear you're doing so well. Hello, no one talks about money. People don't talk about a lot of things. I wish we did talk more about it because, um, I'm not. I'm an open book, and so like, I just wish. When I got into this industry, I was like, you can't make money as a personal trainer. But then things really changed. Mm -hmm. Now things are getting harder for me and it's annoying. Like, I'm very grateful for social media. But now things, it's like the people who built up the platform are now getting penalized, I feel like. Mm -hmm. How many people are still on top after 10? The, the guys who were the bigwigs 10 years ago, they're gone now. Yeah. There's a reshuffling, you know what I mean? Less caviar for them, I well, guess. Well, I think it's partly it what, what you said, too. <laughs> a lot of the people who are at the you know top of their quote-unquote profession now are not actively training people. They're not practicing if they're a chiropractor or a PT. So 100% of their effort is going into keeping up with the trends and making content. Yeah. So it's like that's why they're able to be so competitive versus you know maybe people who have – you know, a lot more, uh, you know, merit behind them or a lot higher, you know, levels of accomplishment. It's like you're out there doing the actual thing. It's it's harder when you're trying to do the thing and then compete with the people who all they're doing is making content. Well, I could just like say you guys, theoretically, you're in here working with powerlifters all the time and come up with the protocols. And I just, why would I, why, would, why if I'm savvy, why would I, have a gym that costs money this sure. is expensive to lease the space sure. and it's stressful to have a gym and just don't have the gym don't train with me just keep your eye on what you're telling people keep your eye and then steal it make my own video you know whatever hayden says and whatever these people say and then i make a video and i just take what you say and i don't credit you and now I look like that because no one cares. No one ever says like, does he actually work with people? It's weird. Mm -hmm. And so you get pop, you get very popular that way. If you want to succeed, and I think it's always been this way, but now more so than ever, you should take steroids. You should lie about taking steroids and say you're natty. <laughs> you should get a BBL if you're a woman. You should take Anivar. You should get a BBL. You should get tons of plastic surgery. You should, like I said, copy people. You should be polarizing. You should make a post one week saying 
Think about how fun this would be. <laughs> One week. The squat is the best exercise in existence. Here's my rationale. Why, why the squat is the king of all exercises. Slide one. Look at Tom Platts. He loved the squat. Slide two. He wore a tie. <laughs> yeah, it's, like it's hard to argue with a man in a tie. <laughs> like, Tom Platts still has the best leg development in the history of uh, yeah, after all these like years. Freak. You yeah. ever see pictures of yes, him? Yes, like 62 or something. Or something. 60s? Yeah. 62 or something. I don't know. Well, Maybe he's older. But still, still rocking a tie. Still, yeah, he still has huge legs. suspenders. But then the next week, the squat is the single-handed most overrated exercise in the, in, <laughs> in existence. It's terrible. terrible. And here's terrible. why. Worst. Well, you want to grow your quads? Why not just leg press? Just hack squat. Why would you put a butt? You know, stupid. You could you could just be very polarizing. Mm-hmm. That's what you should do, and that and you will do very well on social media, and no one seems to care about your education, your credentials, mm-hmm. your whether you're working with people or not, whether you own a gym. Whether you, and 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 it's really sad because it's it's a breeding grounds for disin disingenuity, like stealing people's content, not crediting, mm-hmm. but also for being unethical. Look at the prime example being Liver King. Yeah, I mean, he like called it. He like predicted. But I mean, it. have you seen his nine ancestral tenets? <laughs> <laughs> he he called. It. This is how what's going to happen. I'm going to get a million followers and yeah, to his credit, like executed. Yeah, he exactly. did it. Executed well. to a T. Flawless. And you know, it, it made it made him a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how he's doing now after the. He looks like he's doing better than ever. Well, you know what though, he had he had all the hype of his come up, and then he kind of did all the big podcasts and you know Fuck stuff yeah, like that. Look at this. And then he, when he got busted, he kind of, I felt like I brought him up again and he did the whole circuit again of all the the media. Just hit X, dude. You're being Oh, God. Ancestral settlement. Struggle. (laughs) Struggle is an ancestral tenant. Did you know that? I don't know now. I don't really hear about him anymore. you You don't hear about him anymore, but. He's probably still, dude, he's on Amazon selling it. Those things are selling <laughs> Did you ever see the Joe Rogan clip where Joe Rogan's like, wait, so so let me get this straight. You lied to people because you were worried about their self-esteem and you like you wanted you wanted people to live by the ancestral tenants. You're worried about the suicide rate and stuff, so you lied to them about being natural to get them to, it was just such a silly excuse. He, he, was, I don't, he was never on Joe Rogan, though. No, no, Joe no, Rogan no, was talking, talking about, about him. About him. Yeah, okay, so I do remember. There, there was, was like funny. a span of time there where there was not for like of like months where Joe Rogan would just bring up and rip on Liver King at it least once so per great. episode. Wait, I'm all right. So I got a little bit of a, a conspiratorial rabbit hole to put you down. Okay. Ready? You've you've popularized the hip thrust. Yes. Yes. You invented the hip thrust. Yes. yes. The barbell. Hip you've thrust, inspired yeah. butts everywhere. Yes. And now you're upset that. Lots of uncredentialed people are becoming fitness coaches and have more influence. Yes? I think I'm just bitter because it's harder for me to stand out. When I see a post, you know, people mm. send me these links and it's like some 20-year-old. Well, I don't... I you don't, think you I'm not, possibly okay. incepted this... This like because yeah. I think there's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of women out there, especially women, and I'm not hating on them, but they use their gigantic butts to sell programs and coaching and stuff on the internet while they seem to be completely unqualified and mm-hmm. all they have are gigantic butt cheeks. <laughs> and I don't know. I'm being funny about it. You see the connection I'm making? But put it this way. 
have us three compete in a lifting contest. Like, I don't care that you guys could, you guys are stronger than me. I don't care. I just want to be the best I can be. But if we're in a lifting contest and I get tested every week and you guys don't, I'm pissed off because I'm like, this isn't fair. This is not a level level playing field. Mm-hmm. Test them every week too. They're clearly taking stuff and I'm natural. Like that would bother me. But that's why I feel with social media. I think that I've been shadow banned. How in the fuck is it legal to shadow ban people? Yeah. So it's like they say, well, just get off the platform. You don't need to use it. Social media is way too big. Careers depend upon it. Mm-hmm. And they're unregulated. They're unpoliced. So it's way too big. You can't have uh, the platforms p- regulating themselves and policing themselves. There needs to be a way. Do you, so do you it has think to that either... they're like a public good at this point? Like, like, like the yeah. internet? Yeah. Think about it. Your career, your livelihood. What if, you, what if artificial intelligence sh- shadow bans you because your name is BJ and you put hashtag BJ and they think BJ means something else. All right. Or like, see what I'm saying? Nobody should be named BJ. (laughs) I I get, I, what if I'm penalized for glutes being shadow Mm -hmm. banned and I'm actually a PhD spending time trying to educate people on this platform. Or what if it's just that the algorithms realize, Oh, these, these older people, we're not catering towards them. We're going to cater to the younger crowd. It's not a level playing field. I know social media very well. I've been on since 2009. Mm-hmm. I I was the fastest growing. First of all, I had the most popular blog out of every strength coach, as according to Alexa rankings back in the day, back when blogging was a thing. Mm-hmm. I was the fastest growing like fitness person on Facebook back in the day. Then I completely jumped ship when they started doing their bullshit algorithms. I just abandoned Facebook, abandoned Twitter and YouTube, and put all my eggs in the Instagram basket. And then Facebook bought on Instagram and I'm like, I know they're going to do the same thing to Instagram. So I'm going to crush it while I can. I never went on a vacation, worked 16 hours a day for 15 years. And Whoa. that's why I'm doing well. But and because I, I knew this time would come. Theoretically. But now, but now, <laughs> theoretically, <laughs> now it's gotten to a time where, um, where, you know, you don't, we're all just throwing darts into the wind. No one knows the algorithms. Chronological order is fair. It's a level playing ground. If yeah. it's all chronological order, you get rewarded for having followers. So like the harder you work, the longer you've been on, the mm. more followers you're going to accrue. But also, if you put a good post out, they all see it. They determine what goes viral, not yeah. entertainment algorithms, because what's entertaining? Pseudoscience, fake mm. news, polarizing posts, Photoshop. Photoshopped pictures, yeah. you know, filters, all these things are more entertaining than reality. So I don't mind that I I can accept if it's fair and square, I would be like, look, I just don't have it anymore. I'm older. I don't put out as good a material anymore. I don't even feel like putting out good material anymore because it doesn't get, I haven't had one post, you know, go viral. I haven't had one day where I got more than a thousand followers in a day in the last couple of years. That used to be every day for me. Clearly, you're oh, doing yeah. something. When you look at your... Re- they're clearly doing something, and it should be illegal. Because, like, my gym in San Diego, for example, I'm glute lab, and I have to make it handicap accessible. Like, I can't train someone's glutes if they're in a wheelchair. Right. But you have... Legally, you have right. to make it handicap accessible. Every business has to, right? Mm-hmm. I can't discriminate. 
I can't put a sign on my door that says, no, if you're this, don't, don't bother coming in. You know, mm. you, you'd be canceled. You'd be canceled. But you need to be, <laughs> you'd be unhoused easily. It'd be, you'd be unhoused. You'd be unhoused gentlemen. <laughs> so if, but they can do that. They could be guilty of racism, ageism, sexism, you name it. And no one, none of us would ever know. They you don't think, have you to. You think Mark Zuckerberg just hates butts? No, I think no, it's, it's I all think the. He, I think he. Um, <laughs> he loves jujitsu. He won his first match. I saw. Yeah. <laughs> just recently, but um, I want to see somebody put that motherfucker in an armbar. <laughs> just rip the shit I, off. I just. It's funny because I watched that movie back in the day. Social Network. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Remember the movie? Mm, yeah. It's such a good movie. Made him look like a Weasley little bitch. It made him look like a little thief that stole from the Winklevoss twins, but. He was, to his credit, remember Justin Timberlake's char- um, character? He played the... The um, guy who did uh, Napster. The guy who did yeah. Napster. Um, and he was like, ads, ads. And he's like, no, Facebook is bigger than ads. And then fast forward 10 years later, that's all, all you ads. care about is yeah. you will copycat anyone. You became, you knowingly became a monopoly. If you're a businessman, you don't walk, you don't, you, you don't put yourself in a monopoly situation but he lies to Congress. See, there's no holding him accountable whatsoever. At some point in, in time, you have to say, like, there's more to life than, like, are you a man or not? Mm-hmm. Y- there's more to life than just, like, copying all these other and trying to, and then screwing over the people who made your platform popular because mm-hmm. you're trying to copy TikTok or whatever. So that that's what bothers me. It really does. I just want a level playing field. I'm competitive, but if you clip my what wings. About Twitter? Like, would you go try to get more followers on Twitter? Do you think that's a viable I platform? I hate Twitter because all I follow is the the scientists, and that's who follows me. And they're so like, you say something, where's your evidence? And it's like I train people. Mm-hmm. They think that evidence just means published studies. Meanwhile, they're they're conducting these studies where they don't even know, they don't know what good form is. I don't trust your studies. Mm-hmm. There's more evidence is like the world it's you got to consider yeah, all forms of it. of it anecdotes are part of it and they're so it's just um but twitter i just never it's so fun someone just recently said you one of my clients said go you want to make money go on facebook and i'm like facebook i quit facebook eight years ago but maybe it's coming back but it's funny i i i'm just annoyed because i should have jumped on the tiktok wagon I was mm-hmm. very early adopter of Instagram, and I didn't do that with TikTok. I you should still make some good headway there. I know I could, but it's like it's tough uh, to figure I'm, out that algorithm. I'm tired. I'm, I've been doing this twenty. <laughs> yeah. 20 you know, I'm, I'm I'm 46, and I've been in in the industry a while, and you just get where it's like. And but one thing I will say, it's funny because I'm friends with some of the guys who who um have a lot of followers on Instagram and I was talking to one of them and he was like, he's good friends with the guys who have the most followers and they're too busy coming out with a reel a day to build the platform that I have. Mm-hmm. I've created a, an empire with my booty by Brett, my BC strength equipment, my glute lab book. You, you know, it's like you want a book by glute lab. You want a program subscribe to booty. Brett. You want equipment, you want strength training equipment for glutes go to BC strength. They don't have any of that. They're mm. making money off their reels and their TikToks, yeah. and they're getting sponsorships. And I'm like, why would you, I don't, 
I don't need sponsorships. I could care less about sponsorships. Well, you actually I don't need started it. a business. There's a difference. Yeah, so I feel like these people don't create the platform well, first. Right. Well, I hate to it's break hard it to, to you, do it. as all three of us here are entrepreneurs on our own businesses, whatever you want to fucking call that, but <laughs> creating and running a sustainable business long-term is much harder than creating reels and showing And your, being a spokesperson for whatever the fuck, people stuff. Yeah, thing you want to advertise on the internet. Like, that's great, and I think that that's, for a lot of people, like... It's a way to make money, sure, but don't conflate that with running and owning a business because there's strategy, there's managerial skills. There's... Yeah, but just like, but just like we we're talking about the greed <laughs> that comes along with trend, <laughs> the greed trend? that comes along with um, with social media, because if you have the Midas touch with reels or whatever, mm-hmm. there's some guy, Doctor James something, you know. Uberman has taken off. Oh, yeah. Uberman. Oh, Dr. James, James Nickel. Nickel, whatever. I like his stuff, he actually. Out, like, that's what gave me the idea of like the vitamin D figure. Like, no, no, but like his, the own. stuff he posts is actually it's, very, yeah, it's great. very so re- re- he's like, reasonable. He's making like eight posts a day, and he's got like, you know, 1.6 million followers right now or something. Yeah. He's I love, crushing I love it. watching it. But it's it's, it's just um, simple shit. He's got the Midas touch right now, and I'm yeah. like, why don't I talk about so we you, you we could talk about sunshine and health. no, but you know what he's talking. You know what I like about that guy is like he's talking about the simplest, the easiest simple stuff, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh well, like I think for me, if you bring down the veil that like surrounds the world of fitness and strength and performance and like. You don't need to be like me squatting 881 pounds is not some testament to how great of a person I am or how in shape I am. It was probably the least healthy I ever was when I did that, right? Let's just put that on the table. Don't look to the powerlifting world and the bodybuilding world and think that they're doing some big miracle for their health. It's like, it's the guy that follows that dude's advice. The guy that's sleeping enough and getting enough salt and going on walks and fucking getting good sleep. Like, Training at five in the morning is sexy and it's really nice to put on your Instagram. But if you got four hours of sleep before that and you were drinking the night before, then like get, get I'm good back with in all bed. the modern, tra- <laughs> all these modern things I'm good with. The only one I just, what, then maybe it's like past already, but what, what was up with this trend about sun tanning your butthole? Oh yeah. What do they call that? Sunning? <laughs> Perennium sunning. That, that one I can't. Wow. That one I you can't there, try. Huh? I'm not gonna. Try I don't that think one. that was a trend, man. <laughs> people are. I don't think that that was still doing. It. <laughs> I think that was. It'd be like. I think it was like a joke. It was like you no, want to no, live There long? were some people being dead serious about it. Come on, mm-hmm. they were. George, pull that up. Pull it up. They were like, "You want to live long?" Sunning your like, butthole. And it, they'd put it like in the last one. You'd be. They'd get you to. Well, you're the glue guy. Is there any advantage <laughs> to sunning your perineum? I just. I never looked. Also, into I don't know what images. that is. Oh my god, go back. Look at them. We'll go there. Although perineum setting quickly became popular on social media, scientific research and healthcare providers warned against the trend. The perineum is a sensitive area on your body that, when exposed to sun, raises your risk of developing skin You know why cancer. that's upsetting, Brett? Because that, that paragraph sense. shouldn't exist. No one should have to be told this. I just think, what, what the if, fuck um, is wrong with people? You, I hope all these people didn't get butt cancer because what if they, like a, uh, look, what if you're like this. a can we watch like that my, my who's, dad who's, it's jp that yeah, that guy. <laughs> so my, that fucking video my dad worked for um <laughs> southwest gas like he was a meter reader uh-huh i can just imagine him can like going into a backyard and uh, someone's <laughs> doing that what would you do what would, <laughs> just, what would you do just pray the meteor comes sooner it's time to wipe them all out this is unbelievable you ever watch this guy? Yeah, Wake he's great. JP. He was like the, oh, one great. of the original like 
influencer yeah, video guys. He's the best. All right, let's oh, woke AF. Nice shirt. Oh my God! <laughs> That's him. Jesus Christ! Signing is absolutely ridiculous. Now, I'll prove them wrong, but first, buttful signing is an ancient health practice known about mostly by people without health degrees. It's where you do a spray towards the sun and you let your butthole do what it was designed to do. Absorb sunlight. Brown eye is the new third eye. I have more energy than oh my god. Celery juice. Aside from giving you the energy of a meth addict, along with the spiritual connection of a yoga addict. What else does butthole sunning do for you? What doesn't it do? Science has never <laughs> proven that butthole sunning doesn't do everything. So that leaves me suspicious that it does everything. And oh my God. My All right. This is like, like also, do you guys appreciate the the next trending uh, video that oh comes up next to it? You probably couldn't do that nowadays, huh? I don't think so, dude. That, Chappelle was way, way out there back then. And now he would get super canceled. That was, wasn't that the first episode of Chappelle show? I think it was the first season. I don't know if it was the actual first episode. I thought they came out first episode, the black, white, that one just coming straight yeah. out hot. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> so, oh, man, man, what's uh, what's the what's the, what's your your future down here? Tell us a little bit about what's next for you. Well, I have my gym now, but I have not. I didn't make a sign for it, and I didn't. Um, I haven't like put the location down. I just don't want to be. I don't want to have tons of clients and deal with that. You're just not a fan of people. D- I like training people. I haven't char- so I haven't charged anyone for training in like eight years. I train everyone for free. All my glute squad, all the people in Fort Lauderdale now that I'm working with, I haven't charged anyone in eight years. So um, I just like, you know, I when I was a high school math teacher, I was, uh, I had these two friends, Rob and Scotty. They were doing well. They were making a few hundred grand a year each. And I was making like 30 grand a year. <laughs> And they'd be like, Brad, let's go, let's go out tonight. Let's go to the W. And I'd be like, oh, that's like, you know, $30 cover. And that's going to be an $80 night. Guys, I can't afford it. Don't worry. We got you. And I felt so, I'd be like, oh, I, I don't feel manly, like not being able to pay my way. But they'd go, Brett, if you go out, we have a better time. You always are fun. And so I looked at like, okay, I'm going to accept this help from them but i'm gonna i'm not gonna get too drunk but i'm gonna like have the right there's like a scientific formula you have like (laughs) four to six drinks for the night you're more fun you have like 12 you're a liability (laughs) you don't drink at all you're that boring guy who's like so i would be like okay i'm gonna attract i'm gonna talk to women i'm gonna gather the crowd i'm gonna be fun entertaining and i'm gonna be the life of the party and i'd that was my way of life. So it was like a side job. But I would get my weekends paid for. Nice. And I, I looked at it like a side business. Like they're, they're, they're happy to pay for me because they have way more fun when I go out. But I was like, this is so cool. I, I'm not making much, but they're sharing the wealth. Mm-hmm. So that's what I always tell my, my squad. Like, you know, I'm, I don't just want to, if you're in my squad, I want to, I'm going to, take the squad out for dinner all the time we can go to mastro's order whatever the hell you want you want Mm -hmm. you want oysters 
let's do it. You want drinks? You want your chocolate martini? Order it. You want, um, you know, butter cake? <laughs> Get it. It's not that expensive at the end of the day. If I So I spoil them. I take them out. I treat my employees very well. I spoil people. And I love being able to do that. I love being able to spoil people like how I was spoiled back then from my friends. And I employ a lot of my squad too. Like they are like 15 of them work for me and, and my family too. My first house that I paid off in San Diego, I gave to my sister, paid it off, still pay her property taxes <clears throat> and the utilities. My second house I gave to my mom. My, or my, my, then I, then I said to my dad, how much do you owe on the, he has a place in San Diego. How much do you owe on the mortgage? Okay. I'm paying it off. Then my Vegas house is paid off. So I have like four homes paid off that I just gave to my family. So I take care of them. And um, I didn't start, you know, I dress, I wear these jorts and these, I never bought a nice car. I drive a Toyota Tacoma. I never started splurging, but I, I splurge in order to spoil my people. So like, I'm like, what do my visitors want? Well, they, they love having a, uh, um, a steam room, a sauna, uh, all like when you come, you, you, if you're going to on prep, you want to stay the week before with me, they'll come stay the week before because I've got like a tanning bed. I've got, a a, a sauna. Mm -hmm. I've got posing like mirrors everywhere for posing. I've got a, a gym, my own gym. So that's, I love spoiling people. It's, and, and that's what I tell people like, some of my squad, I know they haven't recognized. So I, when I lived in Auckland for the first year of my PhD was in New Zealand, I was like miserable. So I did a lot of research on happiness. And I was like, there's a lot of research that if you have extra money, you can spend on yourself or on other people. It does more for your happiness to spend that on other people. It re-increases your happiness more. So if you can find joy out of helping others, you you will be unlimited in joy because there's always people to help. And I think that's a missing link that a lot of people have. Like I remember when COVID happened, I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to be miserable. I had just broken up with my girlfriend, bought this house and a, you know, she, she, I had her design everything. And I'm like in this house going, ugh, it all reminds me of her. And now COVID happened and I'm going to be miserable. So that's when I just focused on like, I'm going to go to the gym every day and train people. And in Florida, the, you guys were only shut down for like, what? Three weeks, six two months. Weeks. Yeah, two months, maybe. Tops. Maybe. So California was shut down for like nine months. Like, I'm a gym and I, I have to pay rent, but mm -hmm. I can't be. They're so anti-business in California. And so I feel like it was like a, Almost like a 1920s speakeasy, like you go the back door, going through the back and I'd have like paper up so you couldn't see in. And because I remember going there, I'm like, okay, 30, remember it was like, we're going to quarantine for 30 days. Mm -hmm. Flatten the curve. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, I can do this. At least I have a gym to go train at. They, everyone has to do their body weight workouts. Oh, I would have hated that. Mm -hmm. I got to go to the gym. 
a couple of my clients call me up. They're like, what am I going to do? I'm going to go crazy. I, you know, I have to have my workouts. And I'm like, just come. I'll come, come visit me. A lot of places I'll here did the, the same thing. Yeah. Just mm. kind of stuck. Yeah. Almost everywhere did, actually. Next thing you know, I've got the whole squad sneaking in. <laughs> and we will all tell you, like, it's, I don't mean to be insensitive because a lot of people died. And a lot of my, you know, my, my, my squad lost family members and stuff. But it was the best year of our lives. And because you didn't have so much pressure to work and be productive, it was mm -hmm. like we were all just trying to survive. So I would go, I was only training people a few days a week before that. And then I went to training people. I would go to the gym at 10 in the morning and leave whenever the last person was done. I'd leave it sometimes 8 at night, 10 at night. But I'd be in there for like between 8 and 12 hours a day, 7 days a week. Well, my squad starts coming, every, they just, they want something to do. So they'd start coming three hours a day. Well, that's when they start getting freakishly strong. Mm -hmm. You start training with a good coach, you know, six days a week for three hours, you're getting really strong. Yeah. That's when I started doing strong lifting competitions. It was just something for us to do. So we're in Sydney, we came to Miami and did a competition here oh, at cool. Katie Sonier's gym. It was down the street mm -hmm. from here, I think. Yeah, and then, her gym actually was right beside our first location. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that. And then we, then we, then I took like 35 people to Tulum and Cancun for a week. It was the best week of my entire life. We had so much fun. And then I'm like, man, we're forming a team. I've got a squad. They're all now my best friends. And so now I have, and it's funny because people will comment like, they're not clients. They're more like family. They stay with me. So when I moved to Vegas, there'd be, you know, one to five, one to like 10 people staying with me every weekend. And I love that. I don't charge them. It's just, it's mutually beneficial. Mm. And I, from day one, I've been told a lot of bad advice. If I were to listen to people from inventing the hip thrust, people tell me it's stupid to being the glute guy. People tell me you'll never make a career out of that to being, like, you know, in the beginning, I think people, the popular people in the industry were threatened by me. So they'd email me, dude, why are you giving away all your secrets? And I'm like, I'm not giving away all my, I got many more, much more to give away, but I don't think it matters. We could tell people, I could go on Instagram and be like, here's a program, but you should also subscribe to my booty. And they do it because they, mm -hmm. they it's, you, you, you can't give away too much. And, Agreed, yeah. And I and and they'd go, you're too accessible. Why would anyone come to your seminars when you answer all their emails? Well, I would spend a few hours a night answering all my DMs. Then it got to a point where I just couldn't. It was like six uh -huh. hours a night. During COVID, <laughs> the first week, everyone was bored, so they started DMing me. And I'm like, I can't physically answer everyone. But up until then, I would try to answer people. But I was told all these things. And then the, all the trainers like, you need to take yourself seriously you know, what self-respecting trainer doesn't charge their clients? And I'm like, people pay people to sponsor people. I'm not paying them to sponsor. I'm not sponsoring them. I just train them for free, but their results then make me look good. Mm -hmm. But I have this quote that I really like, a rising tide raises all ships. ships. And so that's what I try to say. Let's all rise together. If I can rise up, and that's why I, 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 they tag me, I share. I want to help them become more pop. I want them getting clients. I want them to make a living because these cities are not, San Diego is expensive. Miami is expensive. It's hard mm -hmm. to live here. Oh, yeah. yeah. So oh, I want to help them out. I care about them. I, 
you know, I, I feel like a father figure to a lot of the younger girls and a lot of, some of them never had dads. And so I've kind of, I'm a father figure, a lot of them, and I give them good advice. I'm the only one looking after them and caring about them in that capacity. So I feel like I've, that changed my life in a lot of ways. It really gave me a purpose. So it's like my, I have different purposes. So like, I want to popularize the hip thrust. That's one of my purposes, but then I, I want to take care of my family, but then I also want to take care of my squad. And my squad is, you know, whoever I'm training in San now I'm forming a new squad here in Fort Lauderdale, but it'll never be the same because we, COVID, we hung sure. out, we spent so much time together. We have so many inside jokes, so much time together and built so many memories that'll last a lifetime, but it brought us so close. So it was an interesting kind of interesting career for me. So what's next? I'm going to keep training people i want to fund more studies because i'm curious we have these unanswered questions and i'm so curious about the answers so i just want to stay and i want to stay the glute guy like there's a lot of glute guys out there but i want to be the smartest or like yeah. the most educated and so that requires i've got to stay on top of the research i've got to conduct experiments yeah. and i got to keep training people and I take that very seriously, but I sit there and I go, okay, how much longer can I be the glute guy? I'm 46. Can he be a 60 year old glute guy? Is that creepy? <laughs> have, Asking the right questions. Do I, have, do I have an expiration date? So I need to stay in shape. You know, it's like, oh, I need to still look good. I can't be some old withering old man on, with a cane. I, I got to walk the walk. Um, but that's why my BC strength, it's like, okay you have to have a backup plan. So mm -hmm. it's like, I want to still make equipment. It's hard because I make home equipment, but I, I look at all the equipment out there. Think about it. Could you make a better plate loaded line than hammer strength? You know, using your knowledge. I feel like I could, I love hammer strength by the way, but I'm mm -hmm. like, they're, they're seated shoulder press. Why are you starting here? Not sure, here. Yeah. Why is it out here? Like why the, the, the I love their line of equipment, but I'm competitive. It's like, I feel like I could do a, a better job. I always have confidence in myself, <laughs> but it's freaking hard to penetrate that market. Like you've got to pay for tooling. Where are you going to mm -hmm. get it made? You're going to get made at China. I also don't like how you go to these strength training manufacturers. You're like, cool, uh, hammer strength. I want to order this. And they're so bad at getting back to you. It's like, they don't even want your business. They don't even care about your business. And yeah. then they'll be like, okay, that's a, that's a 16 week lead time. So you're going to get it in 16 weeks. I like being like rogue rogue inspired me because mm -hmm. before rogue, you would wait three to nine months. I remember I had my first big order is for strength training equipment. It was nine months. Wow. Nine months. Wow. Rogue, you order stuff, you get it the next week. So that's how we are. You order stuff from me, you get it the next week. I always have it in stock, which means I've got to buy containers and have it in storage. Those are like you you order and they make it after you mm -hmm. order it. So it's like, it's tough though because it's like to get to where I'm on the level of Matrix and Techno Gym and all these companies. That's a that's a feat. That's a monumental yeah. task. Yeah. So do I want to go down that path? Do I want to? I still am hungry and competitive, but I, at some point, you need to just learn how to be content. And smell the roses, and I've never been good at that. I think that's a difficult thing for a lot of people. So hard.
I think that's a beautiful like, place to end. Yeah. Where can people find you, man? If they haven't already, which well, I'm sure they have. Yeah. You type in the glute guy, you find me. But um, um, pretty much Instagram is my main thing. So Brett Contreras one. You got anything coming out you want to plug? What do I have? No, I don't have anything coming out. Don't come to his gym, guys. <laughs> don't show up. It's not on the map. I can't find it. Right. That's, that's actually awesome. I, want to start doing I love that. that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you can funny. come. You got to figure out where it is. Well, it's a good place to be where you're like, it's a nine grand a month lease. Yeah. My my Vegas house, because I bought it. I'm sorry, my, my, my Florida house. It's a 27,000 a month payment it's been till a big I pay house. off till i pay that off because i got it in the worst time yes you did yeah. the worst time yes you did my interest rate is eight percent oof what the fuck yeah what did you do is that i bought it in december yeah you got it the worst time worst time <laughs> yep i want to refinance but yeah i want to yeah, pay i want to pay that, that off pay that off in the next couple of years so you don't have mortgage payments but then then at some point I would like to franchise Glute Labs, but that's all. Everything's just this, this, yes, it would mm. make, and that's the thing as a fitness person, there's so many ways to make money. And if you're, but I never finished this call. You said, let's end, and then I won't let you end. So <laughs> th that's the hard, the hard part as a fitness person is you, if you can succeed, I never had to do ads. Mm. I never had to analyze my business. All I had to do was put out a post a day and then I hear people being like, Instagram's not a business. Email marketing is where I'm like, I put out a, a newsletter and I make X amount of money. And then I post it to Instagram and I make 10X. Mm -hmm. Instagram was amazing back in the day and it now was. it's changing. But anyway, yeah, I have to now be like, okay, all these ways to make money. But if you do too much, you suck at all of it. I don't mm -hmm. have a supplement line. I don't have an app. That's something to be said for focusing on what you're I never made booty by running an app because I heard all these horror stories and I'm like, I'm not making an app. I'm just going to have a nice website. Mm -hmm. And some of my customers booted by they want an app. But I'm like, I hear these horror stories and you have to update it all the time. I'm like, there's me. a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. It. So I just kind of like try to always think, yes, this would bring in more money. Would it, would it make me happier? Would it make me more fulfilled? Does the world need it? Do I should I be doing this? No, that's not necessary. Just stay away, Brett. Don't don't get distracted. And every time I get my life to where it's good, I then take on two more things, and then my <laughs> life is, and then I'm too stressed. I think you should enjoy that house <laughs> and not be stressed. Well, something I was just for. sitting there go, going. Go travel a little if bit. If things don't work out with this girl and me, I have. It's like you get, I think in your 20s and 30s, men are so fueled by testosterone and you're horny and sex, sex, sex. <laughs> and then you reach a point where like, it's not as important to me now. I've slowed down a little and uh, I can just kind of be like, I have a good life. I can, I have this nice jacuzzi. <laughs> I have this amazing, I, I, at all my houses, I get the love sack, sectional. Mm. But I get, I can't remember how many pieces. It's huge. It's the it's the greatest couch. And I buy the Sony Bravia TV, the best TV in my opinion. And I look forward to coming home and watching Netflix and using my jacuzzi. And I have a nice house. I have my own gym. I haven't worked out yet today. So when I go, when I leave here, I didn't bring workout clothes. But guess what? No one's there. 
I'm going to strip down to my boxer briefs and work out. And I'm not going to turn the lights on because I like the neon, the vibe of just the neon lights. Fuck yeah. There's still plenty of lights. Yeah, yeah. And you blare the music, blare whatever music. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's the coolest thing. So it's like, yeah. I don't need anyone. I can be happy on my own. And, um, you, you know, being single, if you're single, at least you don't have drama. <laughs> you don't deal with, no one's mad at you because people are used to that. I've always, even with my squad and my family, someone's always mad at me when I'm trying so hard to please everyone. But you try try having 30 women in your squad. Oh my There's God. There's always a few that are upset 30? at you. You're a brave man. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, buddy. Enjoy the house. Yeah. That's a lot. But it's, it's, it's fun. But yeah, I'm always like, what, what did I do? You did that. You. Well, it you, sounds like you're just a normal dude. Like every guy's constantly did, asking themselves. Someone that. described me as if Dan Bazarian were a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I think that's a pretty nice compliment. <laughs> well, thanks, man. We appreciate you hey, coming thanks on. For good luck, me good on. luck with Thank the. You, yeah. the I'm down the street, so if, if, we'll people, like, yeah, if we'll... people like this, I'm happy to come do this anytime. And you guys are always invited to my place too. And awesome. we're gonna Thank up. you, man. Yeah, we definitely yeah, will. Love checked. It. I'd love it. Yeah. <laughs> we're done all right thanks guys Thank thanks <laughs>